Legendaires, and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we talk about the tabletop role playing the tabletop role playing games. I'm starting off great today. Talk about tabletop role playing games and comment on the RPG community, hobby, shenanigans, etc., so forth, so on. I am John Maxley Auschlow. You're extremely tired and sleepy. Curmudgeon, judge, and jerk. That'll always wake me up. That's right. I, I said jerk today. Along with me is uh, Ethan Dog, who is giving me abandonment issues. Oh, abandonment issues. Come on. Don't be <laughs> like you? that. How are you today? I'm he tells well. me like three seconds ago, by the way, you suck. I'm not doing the stream with you anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. You can suck a ball sack <laughs> or some other such thing. As a matter of fact, I want people to see me say that. You can suck a ball sack. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. do there. Yeah, I like wide. Better. I don't know why yeah, I like was, it wide. That was, that was kind of like scary. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I was telling him that uh, my, my streaming schedule for this coming holiday weekend is going to be truncated because my, my mother is coming and she's going to stay with us for a while. So streaming. Theory, would that be reason to stream? Well, at night, maybe like, uh, <laughs> no, you shut the door and be like, I, I don't know. No, like, no, yeah. Bye. Bye. No, it's not good. <laughs> Suck it here a little bit. I got I got to do a thing for for ten dollars. There, <laughs> you get ten dollars. I'm overpaying you. <laughs> no, so uh, uh, Wednesday during the day, probably because I don't I don't think my my mother's coming until Thursday morning, so that's good. But uh, Thursday night, probably not because that's Thanksgiving. Uh, Saturday night maybe, but for the RPG Digest next Sunday. Uh, this will be around the time. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all you. That's right. I'll try to get somebody on. Hey, Even anybody want to join me? Try hugging while streaming. Does <laughs> yeah, yes, I would. Yeah, she would. She would try hugging me. It's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, son. Like, For what? For <laughs> well, that's what we would say. Yeah. yeah. Very good. <laughs> but uh, what else? I, oh, I did the uh, shopping. The Thanksgiving shopping, got the turkey, got the stuffing, got the potatoes for the mash and the and the sides and all the stuff, all the all the all the stuffs I have now. So that's good. Now I have to wash the the good dishes that have never been washed in like five years. Oh, like dip it in XLR. So yeah, you leave dishes too long. No matter where you put them, they get that little grime on them. You know. 
I don't but know. My mom how actually happened. had real silver, it's, so every year she had to do. I don't think it was XLR, but it was some silver cleaner and vinegar and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I don't have I don't have that, but uh, even in cupboards, you know, like you you, you pull out a, a dish from from a cupboard a cupboard. Sorry, that's been in there for a couple of years. You're like, what the? Why is it? <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. So I got to do that. See, I do everything out of Tupperware. Psst, wash dishes, whatever. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I live like such a bachelor. Uh, These people acting it. like they have lives on holiday. Chad's art. He's. I think he needs a timeout. Wow! Already? <laughs> already? Chad's that's like that's probably the most innocuous thing he's going to say today. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, all right. What? What are we? Who are we? What are we doing here? We are RPG Digest. We are informative. We are irreverent. I got a little message about that if I remember how to say I, I should have wrote the notes down. Uh, and we're sometimes interactive. These are conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We are truthful, but uh, come on. If you've been watching, you know we're opinionated, right? If, you, if this is your first time watching, well, surprise, we're opinionated. Yep. Oh, uh, we give well, you. No, no, actually, I'm changing tack. I'm going the other way. I am. I am gunning for that blue check mark on Twitter. You don't even use Twitter. I, that, I decided. I decided. I am now. I am now completely SJW to get that blue check mark because that's the only way. Well, there's going to be exciting streams because we'll be arguing all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we either just raised our fan base through the roof, or we're getting kicked <laughs> off <laughs> of everything. Uh, because I'm going to give you information you need to hear now what you want to hear, because we are not an echo, well, Heathen Dog apparently is now an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate the hobby. Did yeah. I spell permeate right? I think I did. If you don't like our commentary, you can tell us why in chat. Comment section below. Or join us on the stream. You know, just saying. You can do that. Segment three. Probably two today. And what is hashtag RPGate? It is escapism, not representation. It is entertainment over activism, and it is organic diversity from natural inclusion. As long as they're not douchebags, let them play at your table. If they start telling you that you have to uh, dictating weird pronouns, or you know, uh, you're you're a baby killer because you're in the military, or you know, or you know, God's going to send you to hell because you're a gay. Get get those people out of there. <laughs> like, you know what? I was in the military for a while, and I, I never killed a single baby. Really. I know, right? I mean, uh, uh, apparently that's the thing to do, but I was in I, nine I, years. I, guess, I lost count. I, <laughs> I guess I never got the chance. You, I was going to say, you probably had more firearms than me, but that's not true because I was actually deployed as combat camera. But, uh, uh, well, I, I, I was security force augmentee for two years. Well, that's as you say, you, you probably drew yours more than mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I drew my gun a lot more than you. I drew my gun on old ladies. I drew my gun on, on Karens, but they, they had it coming. There's no such thing as MOS. That's, that's a made up BS talk. It's AFSC. All right. That's, that's uh, a, we don't care. We don't care here. about the army. We don't care about the army. You don't. Oh, you don't care about. Okay. All right. Fair uh, enough. I only care about the army when Dan Bloodworth is on. Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Here are the links for us. Discord is where you want to talk to us. That is where you want to get into arguments with me if your shads are. <laughs> so, uh, you can come to our website. I have actually been kind of staying on top of that recently. It's weird. I don't know why, but uh, good on me, right? Uh, oh, well, I know why you've been staying on top of it be because it, it helps you work on your own game, right? No, right? I don't right? have my own game on that website at all. No, no, I meant it helps you work on creating your game. 
Because editing. you've been working on that diligently, haven't you? That's why you're tired. Oh, yeah, that's that's the sure. Yes, you are. You've been spying on me. Yep. Or somebody. I got cameras. <laughs> well, let me Mostly tell you in the where... bathroom, but whatever. That's where all the excitement happens. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Parlor, uh, Twitter, if you have to. I'm trying to use MeWe, but no, nobody uses MeWe, and the OSR groups that are out there are just kind of weird. Um, I read them, but I don't. Talking them, they seem very clickish, but we have our own little MeWe group also. Eh, Twitter, because every time you know we had uh, uh, was uh, Mark McKinnon on last week, he's like, "Well, I came here because of Twitter," and I'm like, "God, stupid Twitter!" <laughs> but if it's working, I got to use it. So, damn it, Twitter, you you and your relevancy suck. I know, right? Uh, Twitch, you can follow us on Twitch, which you're probably watching right now, unless you're watching. Oh, actually, no, this part doesn't go to YouTube. So, uh, which you're watching now, or you can follow slash Legion Mit Two to watch Sheriff play some random video games. He's been streaming more than me. Um, yep. you know, it's not saying much because I haven't streamed in like three weeks. And when uh, when uh, when he's playing with someone else who's streaming on the Legion Myth One, the Legion of Myth channel, he's usually co-streaming. So you see it from his point of view as long as well as the other streamer. Yes. You can uh, follow us. Actually, we hope you follow us on YouTube. And I got a little something to say about that in just a moment. But uh, follow, subscribe, all that uh, on YouTube. Also, uh, we tend to read your comments there. That's second probably to Discord in our yep. ability and willingness to uh, read comments and whatnot. Uh, is, although I didn't send uh, Heathen Dog everything that happened this week. Mostly because I sidetracked myself and I'll also get into that a little bit. You can be a backer and subscribe star. That's actually where we get the highest percentage of money. So if, you, if you're worried about our over-unders, our percentages, then subscribe star is where you want to go. And yeah. lastly... And, and of, course, of course, like always, um, we give preferential treatment to people who give us money. <laughs> and uh, if you give us more money, you just get more preferential treatment. That's it. That's the way it is. But heathen dog, that's not fair. You you can take fair and shove it up your butt. I I'm I'm a capitalist swine. That's that's how it is. Stupid American capitalist pig. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and failed social structure. What's that? Thank you, failed social economic structure. <laughs> that's true. We are capitalists now. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, all right. So. And lastly, as you see there with the little thing that I made at the last second, so it looks like crap behind it, but uh, it says new. We have Redbubble. Spreadshirt shop is still there, but eh. Redbubble, uh, with one caveat, actually two caveats that I don't like about it, it is much, much, much better than uh, Spreadshirt. So, the new place to get our gear is Legion of Myth, with hyphens in between the words. Hello, what, GP Rock Pro. necessary? Well, it was either... It's, it's based on what you call it. And I called it Legion Space of Space Myth. You know, like, real words. Oh, right, right. And then right. it says, here's your link! So I would have had to call it Legion of Myth, all one big mash together thing, in order for the link to. I have no control over that. Oh, well, anyway, so, can, uh, go, go ahead and throw it up so people can see the new stuff. I, my God, would you, would you stop reading my note card? Oh, sorry. Jesus. Hey, uh, G Rock Pro, how you doing? G Rock Pro. Uh, so I was watching uh, their stream yesterday until three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, he was handling this Twitch side of it while uh, Bruce was handling the YouTube side of it. And uh, yeah, uh, so let's get this shared. First of all, let's get this crap off the screen. Share the screen. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it a good way. Boom. There's no audio here. 
This is our Red Bubble store. If you go, there's Legion of Myth. Again, hyphens in between the words. So Legion hyphen, say it right. Legion tack of tack myth dot redbubble.com. And uh, here are our products so far. Uh, kind of zoom in on that. This is the one it's designed to show. Is it? Look at that. I created that one yesterday. Become a lich all in one for dum dums. I actually have the uh, the font that's for the dummies books, but Photoshop won't like look at it. It's like huh. what the hell? So uh, yeah, I, I used our medieval font on there. Okay, but uh, I, th I think that actually looks pretty much like one of those books. I think I did a good job on that one. Anyway, let's go back for a second. There you go. Well, slow clap. Slow clap. There you go. <laughs> we have uh, so we have design. We have Orc Lives Matter. I actually have a new uh, a, a new image of that one. I just have to wait till the ones that are bought are out processed so that I can put the new image up. Otherwise, the people get the old or the new image and they'll be like, I didn't order that. The RPG Digest. We have AD and D saving throws. So. It's for dum-dums, palladium stats, both black and white. Oh, there's white ones down there. We have Heathen Dog's favorite shirt. Oh, oh bro, bring that up. Bring that up so Shadzar can see it. <laughs> okay. I'm getting that. Are you getting the shirt or are you getting like a getting, tapestry shirt? shirt? Probably the Be black one. Because it's one thing I just, I don't like Redbubble and how it, uh, how you go into the shops and so forth. Like, how do I find my tapestries right now? If I'm a customer, and maybe I want a notebook with that on it and not a shirt, see, this will show you everything. So that kind of pisses me off. I mean, it's, it's not easy to navigate. That's one of my two caveats that I don't like about Redbubble compared to, uh, oh, I guess this is where you do it. Nope, that's just shirts. Oh, View 73 Designs. Okay. So you click on that little thing, View 73 Designs, and you can get a dirt. A, a dirt? Oh, Jesus. I told derp. you I'm tired. I told you I'm tired. Derp. Derp, derp. You can get a, you get a laptop sleeve, you can get case images, look at that, a little poster, because sometimes you have to remind yourself, put it on the wall, you know, that uh, players are the natural enemy of a good story. Player agency is not allowed. Heathen Dog is going to sleep under it <laughs> with his comforter. <laughs> so, anyway, lots of different product types that, uh, that you can get uh, from, from a Redbubble store. Uh, let's, let's go back. Uh, what, what else do we have? Of course, you know, everybody's doing the mask thing right now, so I got this uh, fantasy orc mask. I'm getting one. One of them's coming my way. And, uh, yeah, we have uh, our RP gate thing. Uh, apparently, it gets a lot of looks, but nobody buys it. So, I don't know. We'll find out about that one. Anyway, that's what we have so far. I plan on doing more designs. I've got... Now, most of these designs aren't going to make it. Like, I've already cut out, like, half of them. But I've got all types of note cards with uh, design ideas on them. So <laughs> that's uh, that we're doing. But that is our Red Bubble store. If you want to get any of oh, the stuffs, that's right. This is, by the way, these are real saving throws, not that stupid fortitude. What, do, what are they called? Fortitude, reflex, and whatever. Yeah, whatever that garbage is. It's paralyzation, poison, death, magic, rod, staff, wand, petrification, polymorph, breath, weapon, spell, and here are the little, you know, you don't, you don't roll spell if it's already petrification. It's in order of hierarchy. Learn to play. <laughs> right. All right, we're done with that. So, there you go. Hopefully, remember, that is a legion hyphen of hyphen myth dot redbubble.com. I, I just say dash. Why isn't it dash? I don't know why. There's a reason why you're not supposed to say dash. I think because people confuse it with dot if you say it quickly. You're supposed to say tack. That's what you're supposed to say. But Then people are like, I don't know what that is because they don't work in IT. 
Do, do, do. All right, so there's some chat going on there. We'll read that in a moment. What else do we have to do here? Uh, hey, do you want to join us on the stream? You can come in in segment three. If you have thoughts, experience, opinions to share on what we're talking about today. If you have TTRPG-related news or commentary. Yeah, if you just want to yell at me. I'm okay with that. That might wake me up today. You know, staying up until three in the morning trying to find a segment two didn't work out well for me. <laughs> all right, I right, well, definitely want to thank all the people who give us moolahs. Uh, that would be our Twitch subscribers and those who cheer, our YouTube members and those who give us super chats, our subscribe star backers, and our stream labs and PayPal donations. Demonic Neko, why are you an evil cat? Hey guys, funny videos are trying to figure out the system has been really helpful. Thank you. Well, you are welcome because we were horribly wrong last week and uh, Mark McKinnon had to come in and lay the smackdown on me a couple times. <laughs> well, it wasn't a smackdown. No. He was really <laughs> nice about it. No, he was. He was very nice about it. More, more like a more like a, a, a pat down, I guess. A that's, <laughs> no, that's no, like nah, whatever. It's, it's yeah. like the oh, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's 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 cute, but no, no, you're on the wrong way. Right. But uh, no, that was, that was absolutely helpful. Because remember, this isn't a, uh, we're not doing this. Sometimes we do things from an experience base, like as in, we have done this for years, like anything AD&D, for example. We've done it for years. We know it. We're going to say, this is how it's done. At the same time, we do things like this because we like to learn new games, learn new systems, learn new things. And we'll look at this and say, well, let's learn it together. So uh, if you came in here thinking we are experts, not on this one. But we are going to learn it together. We're going to talk about it. And there's, as we'll, we'll see today is there's a, a good groundwork. Heathen Dog's got it. What size is he on? I'm hitting my microphone all over the place again. He's on that side over there. So Heathen Dog, you're there. Um, he's got much better groundwork in this than I do because of his background in champions and the hero system much more than mine. And you're going to start seeing a, quite a bit more of that today. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you want to come in in segment three and talk to us, we still don't have a segment two, so it's going to be like segment one, three. So unless somebody comes in with something for me to rant about, we're probably going to go straight into segment uh, segment three. But all right, for those of us, or for those of you, not us, that just watch, you lurk, you subscribe, you follow, that's cool. We love you too. Uh, mistakes in high school. I missed that. Was I ranting about something and I didn't catch what? Kind of like a school teacher being like good. Oh, there you go. Yes, yes. There you go. Okay, I get it now. It's like, all right, little Billy, we'll give you a C. You tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, but I want to thank everybody who is here watching this. We've already lost a couple of viewers. Apparently, I'm taking too long. Well, too bad. Uh, our YouTube subscribers, which we're going to talk about in a moment. And the people who chat and lurk here, and we always call out Spectrofire. I wonder if Baldahar's lurking. Nope, doesn't even look like he's on Discord. He's been kind of distant recently. We're going to have to go beat him up or something. That's right, we solve everything here by violence. And lastly, if you don't want to give us money, and that's just odd because we're the ones doing the work, but hey, you know, if you don't want to give us money, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project, especially during this holiday season. It is a very wonderful charity that gives to... Uh, Helps you give to people who have given to us through, you know, sacrifices of limb and so on and so forth. And we want to thank friends of our channel, which I think I said I was going to update, but I completely forgot about it. But at some point I'm going to update that because some of those people I don't think talk to us anymore. Just I think they fade away. I don't even know half of them stream anymore, but uh, if you're watching on Twitch, you can hover over the uh, little page there. You'll see a bunch of people that uh, have been cool to us in the past. And if you want to give them a follow and say Legion Myth sent you, that would be awesome. Okay, let's get that off the screen. Is there anything I'm missing here? 
That's nope. for segment three. That's for segment two. Okay. That's for now. But 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 before we do that, I got I got four more things to talk about. Really two. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't need to talk about the last two. The first one's kind of important. Guess what happened this week for us? What happened? Two thousand subs. Hey, look at that. That now That's obligates right. us to things. You said you were going to run a Call of Cthulhu. Yep, yep. I will run a uh, a one shot, four to six hour Call of Cthulhu campaign. It'll be uh, it'll be on here. Well, I'll be using uh, StreamYards to do it because it, it's just easier. And there there is going to be an auto dice roller because you know you can't trust players. They are they are <laughs> untrustworthy scheming thieves. So that's the way it is. But uh, it takes it one to be, no one. That. Hey, fair. It uh, and it will be uh, a module, an, a not module, but an, an adventure that was uh, played in the first round of either 2010 or 2011 Cthulhu Masters tournament. Uh, I I made third place, so they gave like me every right. time. Don't you make third place every I made time? Third place three times in a row. Yes, thank you. The anyway, brain is just out of reach. Just out of my damn reach. <laughs> but uh, they uh, they they gave me the. Uh, the module and a PDF. And they, uh, they told me that I could, you know, they, they gave me permission to, to run it. So there it is. We're going to run that. And it's going to be uh, uh, Twitch subscribers, YouTube members and subscribe star backers first. And then after that is going to be followers and regular YouTube uh, Twitch followers and regular YouTube subscribers to, f- to fill out. I believe there is a, uh, up to eight slots, but I think I'm going to max it at six. Okay. So, yeah. Can I play? No. <laughs> oh, it's not for you. I have white privilege. You have white. You have I'm legion privilege. To, I have legion privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and now that's on the heathen dog side. On my side, uh, I am going to do a giveaway. And I'm going to figure it out this week, how it's going to be done. I'm going to announce it next week uh, on this show, how it's going to be done. But it's probably going to be something where it's like, watch three videos, find the secret word or some crap. I don't know. Uh, And, you know, type it in the comment section, something like that. Something that I can follow. Uh, DM Bloodworth gave me the uh, the link to a site where that I can look at that allows you to run. Because I know how to do this on Twitch, on YouTube. I'm like, eh. so, but uh, we'll do that, and I'm going to give away two hard copies or PDFs with your choice. I don't care if you pick PDFs, that's just weird, but I'll let you do it. Uh, of uh, pretty much any game you want, as long as it's on DriveThruRPG. Uh, or if I can, you know, work out a deal. Let's say you want Forbidden Lands. Well, maybe I can, you know, work out something with uh, Free League Publishing, because it's a game I support. The only other rule is, and, and this will be down there, is I will not give you Pathfinder or D&D. Watsy D and D. If you want an old second edition book, first edition book, and it's and it's out there, I'll get it for you. But you're not getting Watsy D and D or Pathfinder from us. <laughs> so <laughs> I would add more on there, but then it'd just get weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, so that's pretty much it. So if there's something you want, uh, you know, hey, maybe maybe you will want big eye, small mouth. Maybe you'll want that. So, but uh, we'll f- where do my note cards go? Oh, there we go. But yeah, so if that's uh, we'll, we'll, more information this week, uh, it'll be announced to our Discord uh, private chatters first, and then it will go public. And uh, really, the only other thing I have, I don't have to talk about, so screw it. We're done.
we're done with that. Let's get let's get in the meat. Let's we have something else. Oh, people are chatting. Uh, you know, consistency is the best. Uh, anything Congo rest here? Yes, thank you. All right, so I think we're caught up on chat unless Heathen Dog says I missed something. Nora hit them in midnight's kill. No, you kibble. Okay. No, no, his cats are above kibble. They don't get kibble. They get people food. God. He actually makes separate meals. He doesn't cook for his wife. He cooks for his cat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like, oh my God, I put on the little apron, little French maid's yep. outfit, and I just start cooking. I use all all organic. <laughs> all organic. I, get, I go outside, get some rats and snakes. <laughs> God. All right, let's let's talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Um let me switch this stuff around here while we're doing that. I am so tired. Wake me up. Oh, uh before we do that. Share screen. You know what? I'm going to do it this way because I can. All right. I'll just do the F11. I said I will do the F11 method. Ah, right, listen to me. All right, so discami.com. What is it? Dot .ca? I think that's what it is. Links go away when you hit F11, so I don't know. Yeah, discami.ca. Yep. And here you go. You can go buy your own Bessem role-playing game. You probably should. I mean, if you're watching this and you don't have it, why, why wouldn't you? I don't have the well, dice. So far, I mean, we haven't gotten through... All of it yet, so it could completely fall apart at the end. It it could. You're right, I suppose. You could get Sailor Moon. Don't do that. Why? You could get Di uh, Sailor Moon Crystal Dice Challenge. So, they had more games on there before, didn't they? At some point? <laughs> anyway, um, but we're going to be talking about Bessem here. Then I'll flop over to that one. Oh, number went up. There you go, everybody should back. Back it. Back Bessem Extras. Uh, there's an announcement. So Bessem Extras preview. Artificial intelligence. So they're getting, Ooh, uh, they're, hit, they're hitting their, their backer goals. So uh, yeah, you can now do AIs. Talk about uh, regular characters. Or characters lacking a soul. Which means no soul stat. Or only a mind. So that means no body or soul stat. That's like a true AI. Other considerations. So that is now being added in. So uh, Check out some of their other updates. Pre-gens now unlocked. Look at that. End of campaign survey. Oh, that must be... I don't think it's over yet. It isn't over yet. No, they just raised money. 11 days to go. So 31k euro. Yeah, I show euro because I live in Germany. But uh, go ahead and back the project. I'm not logged in, so you can't tell if I did or not. <laughs> oh, you did make that mistake this time. <laughs> I, so, anyway, and oh, that's right. They have the... Um, where is it? Is it here? No. Play test Pixies. Boom. Remember he was talking about Pixies? Yes. There you go. Play testing of Pixies role-playing adventure. It's using the tri-stat system, but you play little munchkin people that are getting attacked by cats. This is a heathen dog game because he hates cats. I do hate cats, but uh, I, I hate uh, giant killer cats even more. <laughs> well, fly like this one. This is like a windling. See, you yeah. can play a windling. Isn't that your favorite race on Earth, Don? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. Oh, uh, crap drink. Anyway, uh, you can check out uh, the, the backer, the, or the pledge rewards and what you get from it. It's best some extras. 
Is there a link to this? Of course there is. Kickstarter.com projects. You can just search for it, but uh, Bessem Extras. So Bessem Extras 4th Edition RPG. Here, I'll even put it in the link of the Linkamatron. Boom. Boom. Linkamatron activated. Link Linkamatron activated. I am really trying to I'm doing everything I can to get myself energy and I'm failing. Oops. Alright. Alright, I'm gonna stop sharing for just a second because I want to do this differently. Okay. Are you for sure ready now? Because I've said I that like for sure eight, ready. I think we times. all are for sure ready. I said like eight times and I like never was. Share screen. Chrome tab. That's uh, core rule book. Share. I said share. Oh, I gotta take that off the screen. It's there like I've are. never done this before. I know, right? Okay, Bessem role-playing game. Now, today we are going to go over the basically the, the core mechanics. So, I made a character like that. There you go. It's, it's got a lot of scribbles and so forth. I actually, I forgot to save it uh, and put it in my RPG Digest uh, little folder there, but I actually made a character on the official uh, character sheet and like every character sheet ever made ever. So this is not a knock on the game. I don't like it. <laughs> There's never enough room to write what you want to write on there. But yeah, uh, and for, for, for some reason, even the, the, even if the people who made game make the character sheet, it never seems to be in the right order. You know, it, 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 it never seems to be in, in the logical order of how you would play the game. All the information set up on the character sheet seems to be, haphazard most of the time well this one's a rules light game so i think this one is in the right order if it uh, loads come on load load you know this new update that uh chrome has for pdfs so if, if you look at it here this is it um you know it's got your character name but it's a rules light game so there, there isn't a lot of information you need you have your damage multiplier here attack defense health points and your main stats there defects actually the only thing so here's my thing I like having everything on my character sheet as a glance. And mm. when you start doing some of these characters, this just isn't enough. This isn't enough room. I don't know. I, I, I would personally, I would probably would have done a backside, but I mean, let's be fair. It's a rules light game. So it's not like there is a lot more information than you put on here, but uh, that's just me. It's not a bad character sheet. It's just, like I said, I've never, I don't think there's a single one ever of any game in existence that I've been like, no, that's a good character sheet. Maybe the old White Wolf ones. But that's, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, uh, do you remember what we talked about last time? Yes, we ended up with, uh, well, actually, no, I left early, so I don't know how we ended. Well, that was with uh, Miss McKinnon here. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, we, we were doing uh, derived values and so forth, so we just finished up making the character. Well, not really making one, but talking about how to make a character. Now we need to talk about, well, what do we do with all those numbers and stats and awesome art? So we are now in the action section. It's taking action! Uh, it's, I don't know what the actual page is, it's 175 in the PDF. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Taking action. In a role-playing game like Bessem, most character NPC actions do not require any particular rules. Players simply state that the character walks across a room, picks up an object, drives a vehicle, talks to someone, etc. And if the GM agrees that the action is possible and can be performed without much difficulty, this simply happens. Right. I, I, I don't know, it hasn't happened recently, but I remember being in games where it's like the 
Game Master is making you roll to tie your shoe and stuff. Like, do you have the skill? I do it every day. You go to roll. Personal, inter <laughs> personal interaction between characters or NPCs is at the heart of a role-playing game. I, I want to say that a little bit clearer and slower. Personal interaction between characters or NPCs is at the heart of role-playing games. And this is what sets them apart from other tabletop games such as board, miniature, and party games. The players and GM will spend most of their role-playing time talking, quote-unquote, in character and describing what the alter egos are doing from scene to scene. In addition to speaking with the voice of all the background and supporting characters they control, game masters also describe what the player characters are seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, and tasting to provide context and understanding for the characters' actions. Yes, this is a yep. role-playing game. Yep. Be in character. R-O-L-E, not R-O-L-L. -L. Right. If you want the latter, then you need to play Monopoly. <laughs> I can role-play in Monopoly. <laughs> uh, you can role-play Rage. I can, uh, I am now buying it. Uh. <laughs> yes, we're back with Bessum Saber Expert. Uh, we're gonna, today we're going to do the Tri-Stat system. <laughs> thank you, Longshot. Don't thank him. Don't amen to him. He's the help. All right. So um, one thing we're going to do a little differently today than last week, although I think last week we kind of dove in a little bit, maybe too far in some things, is that we're actually going to dive in to more things in this one because, well, it's about the mechanics and we have to understand the mechanics. Right. So not going to read it word for word. We're not going to read every word or we won't get through it you know, to, to, uh, by a morning time. But there's, there's going to be a lot more that we do read into. So anyway, it starts off. It just kind of talks about, hey, you know, taking action and so forth. Character stats, attributes, skill groups, and derived values help resolve dr these dramatic questions. Right. And remember, a scene is a dramatic scene, as we talked about last week. One situation the rules cover in greater detail is combat, of course, because what is the crux of crux? The focus of many of these games. Combat. But let me let me backtrack. I've been watching a lot of videos out there on YouTube mm -hmm. that are starting to talk about social combat. And I, yeah, I think that's important. If there's one thing that games like, and, and yes, they had rules for it. Don't start correcting me and say, there are rules for it. They're not great rules. Older games like Dungeons and Dragons, and even Palladium and so forth, really don't have good rules for social encounters. The first game that I came across that did, to say it again, is probably the White Wolf system. Not my favorite way of handling it, but it's probably, especially for how old the original ones are, probably one of the best. The, the one that I like most of all now is I like the Year Zero engine version of it. Simple, but it's there. I mean, it is defined. It says how to handle it. It says here, the, we'll just call them advantages and, and disadvantages uh, uh, to the roles and so forth. Boom, done. It's not 18 pages. But it's more than just a blurb. If they want to do this, make up a role. No, there's a system for it. Yeah. I don't like calling it social combat. It did it that doesn't seem appropriate or or, or giving well, the is. proper description. De dealing with like a, a um a used car salesman? Social combat. I mean for see, simplistic terms. See, I I personally like like to think of uh of convincing someone or conning someone or conniving someone so like it's not combat 
I don't want I don't want to think of it as combat. I want to think of it as a leading someone to to a, a, de a decision you want them to make or changing when you, their When you mind. write a technical manual, you use consistency in speech. I, and so social I understand so why they call it that. I just don't like it. Okay. I. I, I do because, again, it's consistency in speech and reminds you that this is yet another mechanic in the game that is going to be treated as either an opposed role, depending on the game, of course, you know, some sort of opposed role or it's going to affect target numbers based on, on how you do it. I get what you're saying, but again, technical writing, you want to have consistency in speech across the board so people know what they're looking at. Either way, I don't care. Like, I, I can accept it if, call it something well, the, else. Uh, Social the, interaction. To, yeah, to, to speak what, what's, what Saber Expert says, uh, it's not like winning in combat because in in social interaction, one party doesn't have to lose. They may not get as much, but they don't have to get nothing. In yeah, fact, but, but, but it's not a successful social interactions are when you get more than the other guy, but you you convince the other guy that that's plenty. That's plenty. But, but it's not it's not a zero and one sum game. It's a combat. Zero. The, the idea in your head when you say combat is winner, loser. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there but, is a, when you're haggling for a car, there's a winner and there's a loser. No, there you're is You're usually there, the loser. Absolutely. There is no, no, no. I completely disagree on the, if on you've got a goal, if you've got idea. a goal that I'm only going to pay $25,000 for a car, no ifs, ands or buts about it. And this guy's saying I need to make 10% for the sale. And that would be $28,000. We'll just say, you know, you know, to, to, Hedge bets. One person's going to lose, or or they're both going to lose. You can't have two winners in that one. You actually can. Uh, the the salesperson can talk you into a car that not only costs you only twenty five thousand dollars, but also gives him his ten percent. Remember, you didn't say you were going to buy this car. You said yeah, you're you, you, twenty five grand. Yeah, you're trying to poke holes. It, it, it's, I'm just saying it's you don't combat. Have to lose. You know what? I'm I am now digging in the heels. It's fucking combat. <laughs> Damn it! We're moving on. <laughs> you can post in comments below if you agree with Max Lea. Or <laughs> anyway, all right. Now I, I get I get what he's saying. I I, I just I like the uh, the the uh, the consistency in terms. That's really all it comes down to for me. So all right. <laughs> that's right. There is social that combat. What? <laughs> nobody lost because in the end he he gave up and told you to decide. <laughs> That makes everybody a loser. Oh. All right. Anyway, describe, describing actions. Characters perform or attempt a nearly endless list of actions. These can be mundane, skill. Uh, I, I don't want to read all that parenthetical stuff. Uh, combat activities, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes into talking about how you can describe it and consider these three action descriptions. I actually liked uh, like this right here. Not not that I say I do it the exact same way, but still, you have number one. Um, my character actually let me even go what I normally hear even worse than this one My character is going to search for the missing sword. Don't even mention the name. Just my character is going to search for the missing sword Okay, really thanks uh, My character Akira is going to search for the missing sword in the basement of the building. Well, that's a little more defined. Thanks. That's that's awesome My character Akira is going to quickly search for the missing sword in the basement of the building he will knock down doors if necessary in order to find it as quickly as possible well now i know exactly what you're trying to do and how that is going to modify you know, the rules for the scene if necessary sorry max yeah. is the, the 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 main thing with number three is that uh 
you've you've described two things which will which can and probably will modify die rolls the word quickly and and uh, the phrase knock down doors quickly mm -hmm. is going to modify your die roll to make it harder to search for something knocking down doors is going to completely eliminate any stealth option you may have had that's out the window now that's gone so in, in both of those cases only if related to the story right right or the scene i should say in this case because as the case may be there might not be a more difficult role because nobody was looking for you anyway that's possible right but oh. you don't know that if you're just knocking down oh. doors and not searching like carefully you don't know if there's anyone there or not right all three accounts involve Akira looking for a lost sword, but the level of detail is quite different. You should not be overly concerned with Thieves' Tale if it is irrelevant to your character's actions. Oh my god, you get those narrators out there like, no, 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 no. I'm going to, so I'm going to block up this way, and then when he comes in to punch like this, then I'm going to duck under it. Shut up and just roll the dice. You're doing a melee attack. Got it. <laughs> like, like, I like a little description. Like, okay, I, you know, not just I punch him in the face, but... I, I don't need 17 minutes uh, about how you're bouncing off the wall, going to slide underneath him, kick him, uh, pull him down, drag him, elbow smash him. Like, no, you get one attack. Just. That's some extras. Hey, we were talking about that. There's an expansion book in our anime manga RPG adventures called some extras. It's on the Kickstarter right now. All right. So this is the same stuff. By the way, the stuff on the next two pages here is what you get in the game master, uh, the game master screen say guide for some reason but it's on the game master screen so you don't have to have this page open all the time yeah but raven slayer you're not a technical writer so uh you're wrong <laughs> it's that simple uh let's see see that's called combat uh a social combat i win i win by default didn't even have to roll <laughs> guess he can't throw anything at me um so swimming speed uh, hedging dice was now hedging dice was have you you've played fifth edition DD, right? Yeah. So you know what taking 10, taking yeah, 20, taking or whatever 10, it is? Taking 20, yeah. Right. So that's essentially what hedging dice rolls is. Uh, you have a, for a normal check, it's seven because you're rolling 2d6, right? Sure. Uh, so a mi minor edge, that's when you get 3d6. If you just want to say, look, give me an eight, you can do it. Minor obstacle, six. Major edge, which is 4d6. And major obstacle, which is also 46, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but you take the lowest two. And it shows a little graph here. I think this just takes up space. I, I personally, I didn't think that this is necessary. Yeah. But I mean, it could be interesting for some people. <laughs> Here's the second page is where the important stuff is opposed dice rolls, stat plus skill group plus dice versus stat plus skill group plus dice. So depending on what the skill groups are so we're having our our social interaction where i'm going to be using uh was it i think it's mind in order to try to convince him but he's going to be using soul for defense if i remember correctly i'd have to look up the attributes again but i, I think that's how it goes uh to, to defend against it but it also depends on the situation and if he's got a skill group like let's say i'm trying to do you know i'm trying to pretend like i'm a businessman but i have no skill group in business right well, I'm going to be stat plus zero plus dice. He's going to be stat plus whatever his skill group is plus dice. It's going to give him advantage on that roll. Then we'll go Actually, into a little bit. It, uh, if, if you are trying to pass yourself off as a businessman, I guess uh, uh, some, some kind of con man skill group, uh, persuade or 
I'd have to look at the skill groups again. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember seeing skill something like that, but there, that there's street. I know that street. Okay, then then maybe it'll be something like that. And then I would have to oppose with uh, my knowledge of what you're trying to pass yourself off as. Well, right. If if yes, if there's a skill group for it, I was just throwing a random example out there just to show that you know if you really don't have a skill group in it and you're trying to bluff somebody who does the chances of you winning are are bluff low. okay there you go i think you just said it <laughs> your uh, mind plus bluff plus dice that'd be you and then me would be is there soul. is there a bluff attribute there, there, there probably is never seen plus, that. uh whatever counters bluff in this game i don't know what that would be i don't think there was i mean there, there might be I, I still to this day don't have them all memorized even though i've made a character or two um but Again, I'm not trying to get... Not everything is going to fall under a skill group, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, the character I made uh, had the academic and the uh, adventuring skill group. If I was trying to do something, you know, with the underground, I don't have the street skill group, so I'm not going to get a bonus in that role in either. Bluff is from D&D 3rd edition. There you go. Uh, I think using soul to convince someone would be like using emotional manipulation versus mind be using facts and argument. Uh, yes, I mean, uh, me as a game master, yes. This is Kickstarter, right? One other bag's probably requested the chart. It could be. Yeah, it, absolutely, Mark Hockman, it could be. That's <laughs> your statisticians love that. Yeah, I know. I just, again, for me, it comes down to what is necessary to play the game. I believe that, yes, this movement speed is necessary. Jumping distance is necessary. This risk-reward, the, the hedging dice roll is necessary. Uh, game rounds... Three to four seg uh, seconds in lake, but that's See, only that, that's only during combat. Yeah, but the again, speed. combat can be up ten seconds. But the, yeah, the scene portion of it, yeah, yeah. Um, this right here, I just don't see as being necessary to run the game. Not saying no. there shouldn't ever be a chart anywhere, but I just on the game master screen, kind of. Eh. So uh, declare victory conditions and ascertain dice rolls once the rolls are finished. Add bonuses and see which. Yes, it's great victory. That's basically uh, what, what this says. Yes. How you doing, Bruce? Welcome here. I don't have anything to rant about today, so uh, I, I, know, I know some people came over here just, just to hear some rants and be okay, a second now, week in a row. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the cool thing against opposed die rolls, uh, stat plus skill group plus dice versus stat plus skill group plus, plus dice. I mean, you, you, you just figure out what skill you're trying to use against somebody, and then you figure out if they need that same skill or an opposing skill, and then you roll and winner wins attack yep. defense is a lot less uh are a lot less uh i don't want to say uh arbitrary but uh, uh it's, it's it's a lot clearer well it's this it's same basic thing because acv is a stat on your character sheet yes yes uh, oh, i don't but have it up but attack Ooh. attribute i know what i'm attacking with defense attribute i know what i'm defending with there's no you know Comparison well, there. well, attack attribute, yes, but uh, it's you could use ranged attack, melee attack. I forget there yeah, there are a few yeah. different ones, um, and there are also other things that give you limiters and uh, enhancements to that as well. I, I, it's just, to me, it's the same thing. It yeah. really, it's the same thing. This uh, uh, this is more straightforward. Okay, I, I mean the only the only di harder part that I see here is that stat is you have one of three options. Usually, you know which one it is, but like. Uh, Saber expert said, you know, maybe it's a, it's a mental manipulation, so it's mind, or it's emotional manipulation, so it's soul, you know, for something like a uh, conversation. But mm -hmm. I, I see it as the same way, but I, but I can understand where you're coming from, and uh, this is where I get tripped up a little more, is the attack attributes. In fact, when I was making my character, I, I screwed that up completely. Uh, defense attributes. 
and I had to go back and <laughs> redo some things. Like, what do you mean I can't cast this spell at range? Oh, I need the ranged attack thing. Got it. Attribute. All right. Alternatively, um, you can uh, going back here. You can uh, sometimes you're doing it against just a machine or some crap. Uh, it'd just be a target number. Like I'm trying to hack a computer. Right. Uh, highest total result succeeds. Attacker wins ties, which is a little different than a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. Usually, defender wins ties. Yeah. But if you see how the dice rolls work, and remember, in this game, the attacker is the one initiating the action, and this game seems to always go with the mindset that the initiator of the action is the one that's kind of like uh, that you're supposed to side for. Okay. I guess that's the way I say it. If that's the person pushing the story forward, that's how I took it anyway. Initiatives ACV plus dice, uh, lightning reflexes give major and minor edge. So what does that mean? Well, remember, you roll 2d6, right? Take yep. your attack combat value which uh, I don't have a character sheet up, but for example, my character's attack combat value is four. So it's four plus whatever I roll on dice, highest number goes first. So let's say I roll that seven, right? The, the nice average on 2d6 is seven, so four plus seven, I go on 11. Somebody else might go before me, somebody else might go after me, so on and so forth. But if I have lightning reflexes, that gives me a major minor edge, depending if I have it at level one or level two. Mm -hmm. Level one will let me roll 3d6 and take the highest two. Level two will let me take 4d6 and take the highest two. Which, by the way, my character that I rolled up actually had two levels of lightning reflexes. Well, look at you. So, well, now, couldn't you hedge that if you had a that that would be a major edge? Yes. Right? So, you, so you, you 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 could take an auto result of nine on that. Yes, and you can use hedging for initiative, which we'll okay. get into in a little bit. Yep. All right, good. So I I could absolutely just say, you know what, nine. I I'll be I'll be honest with you. If I'm running the game, hedging isn't going to happen a lot. I prefer dice rolls. I like randomness. I get it. It's here, but more often than not, I'm going to be like, no, no. If you're hedging it, then to me, you pretty much know you're going to make it anyway. So that should just be an auto success. No, see, I, 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 I would hedge for, for an auto success. Sure. A lot of people would, but I don't think any game master would have a problem with someone hedging. If, if that result would give them an auto, an auto success on some unopposed role. No, because that takes away from dice rolls. It keeps the game flowing. I don't right, see right, anyone right, yes. having a problem with that. I agree but with that. Also, even if I'm at a disadvantage, say I, I have a I have a minor obstacle, and uh, the the hedge result is six, that would be a three d six drop the highest one. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to. I don't want to risk rolling those two ones or a three or something stupid like that. So I would also hedge to basically what it's for hedging my bet. Like, Hey, you know what? This could go wrong several ways. Mm -hmm. Even if, even if this isn't really bad, it's not super bad. I'll take the six. I, I absolutely get it. And uh, I'm talking specifically, I'm not saying the rule is wrong. Let me be very clear about that. I'm saying if I'm running the game, I'm going to session zero that mostly out. I like dice rolls. Uh, when I played uh, third edition and so forth, and you had the whole taking 10, taking 20. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I don't. I just personally, I don't like it. I, their dice are there for a reason. Caveat, there are a couple examples that Heathen Dog just said a moment ago where I'm like, well, they, yeah, in that case. But just because you've got the minus one die, to me, that's even more of a reason to take the hedging out. Like, no, you're supposed to suffer a penalty. Well, your damn dice. But again, that's just a philosophical thing. The rule is not wrong. And if we remember going back to the first episode where it said in there, this is my game now. So Heathen Dog's going to run it one way. I'm, I choose to run another way. I wouldn't pull it out completely 
I would just say that I would probably deny it more often than not, depending on how it's being used. Right. It's just not something I, I don't, I don't like systems that say take 10 or take 20. Cause to me, that's like saying you're automatically going to succeed anyway. So just do it. Uh, no, just, why are we rolling dice? But if you, if you look at the, at the hedging, at the hedging results, I really like how, uh, as, as you get, uh, major edge or major obstacle, the odds go, the, the, uh, percentage sure. in, in your favor, out of your favor goes more out of whack. Like a normal check that is seven, that is an average of two D six, a minor <laughs> edge gives you an eight, but the average, the average of, of a, of a, of a three D six and drop the, the it's lowest four. value is four. Um, major obstacle, the, the highest percentage chance is four. Yeah. So, so, you, but, so you're hedging to a five. Yeah. You're hedging to a five. I, I get it, but it, it, it moves the, it moves the percentages around a little bit. No, no, no. So, no I understand that. Again, I'm not saying the rule's wrong and I'm not saying that your take on it is something I disagree with. I'm saying for me personally, these games involve dice, roll the damn dice. Mm. That's, it's, it's that simple for me. So I, I, I don't like taking 10 in D&D &D or Pathfinder or whatever the hell game that was. Um, and I don't necessarily like this other than to speed up the game because you pretty much know it's going to happen anyway. And then by that point, I just be like, yeah, you do it. Which we'll get into actually when we talk about some uh, combat stuff. Uh, future. We're missing a lot of chat. So let me, let me go back to this. Uh, and, uh, that just makes my inner Dave Arnison happy here. I have some kid telling me how my game should allow his orcas to send. It's going to be Paladin. Right. D20 games, Ty goes, do they? Did Tice go the attacker in D20? I don't remember. I don't, so I don't play WotC D&D or Pathfinder, so... Um, but if that's the case, okay. But, but usually when a game does that, when it says tie to the attacker, not tie to the defender, it's either because there's another condition in there that allows like armor to stop anyway, or uh, the game's presupposed to the fact that we want to keep it moving forward, keep it moving forward, keep it moving forward, so the attacker's initiating the action, so the attacker gets the benefit of the doubt. That's mm -hmm. usually how I see it written up. Uh, next time your uh, players are attacking a big demon, say it should be dead, remove the miniature from the table, put it back on the table instead of the head. What? Mail-in hit point? Oh my god. Okay. Well, I, god That's a little off topic for what we're doing, but okay. Uh, it should be a house rule to loudly announce your attacks. Sure. There you go. Say so seventeen. Is AC is 17, so roll 17. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I get what you're saying. That, yeah, that yeah, sense. but yeah. Uh, usually games yeah. that, uh, that, that have that, they, they, they don't call it a target number, they call it a threshold number. That's something that you and Garthon have argued about for like almost as long as I've known you. Threshold versus target. Yeah. Like, I, it means the same thing. Well, <laughs> target number means if you hit that, you win. A threshold is if you surpass that, you win. You have to go over the threshold to be in the winning zone. Whereas the target is you hit the target, you win. So that's my two takes on target and threshold. Okay. Uh, let's go on here. I know some game masters never allow hedging, but I think yeah, it's just a job. habit from uh as a player I'd want to hedge all the time if I had good you well know, that's that's right. Because you know, yeah. prefer having the players roll everything. Well, even as a player, I would choose to roll more often than not. I like the randomness. One of the reasons I play role-playing games and I don't like RPGs that use cards and so on and so forth is I like the randomness of dice. That's why they're there. If you don't want me rolling dice, why are we doing this? 
But so even on the player side, I would roll more often than unless I know for a fact that by rolling, I'm just screwing over the party. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do it in that case. But for my edification, I'm going to roll. I just like the hole. Okay, let's see if we make this. I should, but oh crap, snake eyes. You know, um, is fine for a situation where there's no chance of failure, but then it wouldn't even right. That's exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Uh, if they're searching the room for something, but have all the time in the world to do it. But yeah, I, I wouldn't have somebody roll in that case at all. Uh, threshold means you need to go over it, right? I prefer target. But... Yes, I, but I, most games that I see use, uh, use the threshold. I've seen it called the threshold target. I've seen it called the threshold number. I very rarely see the threshold term used much. And it's always used the same way as a target number. I, I usually think weird. it's... I mean, they're, I, they're different words for a reason. You reach the threshold. I don't know. I, I mean, I can find stupid semantic ways of doing it. I think target number is just a better way to go. So, donation hype. Did we get donations? Did I miss it? Oh, Crafty, Crafty Matt Craft just donated oh. $100. Crafty? To Streamlabs, yeah. Uh, I, uh, well, thank you very much. I, I missed that. Completely missed that. Thank you very much. Do you have to do thank another you. naked dance or something? No, I didn't say. <laughs> we have to I do something. put that out there again. Well, um, I would say of his choice, but then that could get bad. No, uh, <laughs> we have to think of something to do. Well, thank you very much for the uh, $100 donation. Absolutely appreciate that. Hey, you know what? You know what? Crafty, if, if you want to play Call of Cthulhu, you just guaranteed your spot. There you go. That's fair. That for our 2000 sub? Yep. For our, um, my, my 2000 sub game, which will happen within the next two weeks. That It's going to be a little later because the holiday weekend, but. It's a, it's 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 going to happen within the next two weeks before definitely before Christmas times. I'm going to do one other thing. I said I was going to give away two hardcover books. Yep. I'm going to give away three. Oh wow, three books. Jesus, it's crazy. And somebody's going to be like, "That doesn't count for a hundred dollars." Hey, look, I want to keep some of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, three books will be for our two thousand subscriber giveaway. Thank you to Crafty. Um, and uh, we'll talk on Discord later about uh, if that means he gets a game off our list also. So, thank you again. Absolutely appreciate that. Let's uh, enjoy supporting guys, your message, etc. Well, glad there's somebody out there. No, really yeah. do appreciate it. Man. Really do, man. So, okay. Um, where was I? Do, 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 do. Oh, so... Uh, Again, not not trying to, to be. I just want to get my brain back on track where we are. Remember, I'm ridiculously tired right now. Is the fact that Heathen Dog and I disagree a little bit on this, but but I think again, each flavor of game is also a little different. I absolutely agree with where he's coming from. I understand what Saber X is saying in chat and so forth. I'm cool with it. My personality, the way I like to see games, I don't like rolling for useless stuff. But if it comes up, the condition comes up that it's time to roll. I just have never liked the concept of taking ten, or in this case, hedging. It, I, I'm glad it's in the game. I think it serves a purpose. And if you're the type of GM that says, look, I just want to move on, let the player hedge, nothing wrong with that. I want to see the player roll. <laughs> um, so where are we? So now we're talking about damage. Weapon level times damage multiplier plus ACV plus size modifier. Wow, that's a lot of stuff, huh? That is, that is, yeah. But most size modifier, let's be honest, is going to be uh, human, right? So that's a zero. Yeah. But even if you're not, you're going to have it written down in your character sheet. And uh, I already had one person complain, should I put parentheses in here? Why? There's an order of operations. Did you not go to like, second grade math? So, 
Multiplication before the addition. It's okay. You can do it. But uh, it's uh, so it's weapon level times damage multiplier, which for most people is five, although that can change. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's just say your weapon level is three. I'm just throwing a number out there. So that's 15 points of damage plus your ACV, your attack combat value, which, like I said, for the character I rolled up was four, right? So we've got 15 plus sure. four, so that's 19 plus my size modifier, which for my character was medium, so that's zero. So I do 19 points of damage. Guess what that means if the character has a 20-point shield? Nothing happened. Boing. So, but you can have penetrate. Shut up. I'm trying to be basic. <laughs> so recovery rate uh, is uh, health points. I like this. When I read it, I wasn't sure I was reading it right. Health points. Body for each day of rest. If your body stat is five, which what, what is average? Human average? That was four. Four. Yep. Yeah. So let's say your body stat is five. Each day of rest is five points you heal. How much did I say I just did to somebody with one thwack? 19. It's going to be four days of healing. I like that again yes look up attributes and so forth and you're going to find ways to speed that up if you're playing in a fantasy game you could have a healer yeah. if yeah. uh if you're Healing doing full... factor regeneration whatever yeah right you can have full rests and so forth that actually help double that as well and so forth but the but the fact is it's not like a what, what do they call that in fifth edition now a short rest or whatever <laughs> 10 minutes yeah now and I, I like this. I, I like this because it makes you think about your health more. Even if you've got 50, 60, 80 hit points, it makes you think about your health more. And I, and I, I like that. So energy points is uh, mind plus soul, half of that for each hour of rest. Okay. Hey, oh, Mark Hoffman, there, there, there's your parenthetical because it's necessary. That's to do that already. equation properly, you need that parenthetical. So to be fair, yeah, that is true. To be fair, Mark Hawkman, if I were to write it, I would actually put it put it in there, but it's not necessary. Is <laughs> like what I'm saying? Uh, I sleep and I hang over back to the anniversary weekend. All right, hey, uh, they so they let they let you actually celebrate that in in uh, was it California Stan or is it California? Uh, <laughs> what was it that we were calling it? Uh, eight hour long rest needed. Okay, it's what eight hour still, still eight hour long eight, an eight hours to heal everything. That doesn't seem right. Okay, Feels so like gritty realism. Actually, uh, the the uh, the normal uh, rate of recovery for, let's say, palladium, is much worse. Is it really? Is it? I, oh yeah, I, I remember being slow, but I didn't think it was like crazy slow. Single digit points a day, and you, you can have. I up thought to that like, was hit you know, points and not SDC. I thought SDCs well, came back really quickly. And SDC, you heal single okay. digit of each one per day gotcha. and you can have hundreds of SDC and, and dozens of hit points. But if you don't use magical healing or some kind of, if you just natural healing is one on, on under care is doubled. So that's two, you know, stuff like that. The, 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 the most you can get is like in a hospital environment, you can get four to eight per day. Okay, I, I don't know why. I seem to remember SDC was more, but maybe I could be totally wrong on that. It was the hit points that once you got to the hit points, like ooh, plus you could get all the psychoses and so forth. Yeah, yeah, you you, you can get to, you get some bad stuff. Yeah, SDC does heal faster. You heal more of it, but it's still not a lot. You're definitely after after eight hour rest, you are still going to be just as broken as you were before. 
See, I like that uh, gritty realism rule right there. Not, not because I want everything to be totally realistic because it's a fantasy game and fireballs aren't real. But with that said, I like combat to mean something. Yes. You took damage. Do you want to just engage in every fight that's out there? Or do you maybe want to talk it out or run away or be smarter than the encounter and avoid it some other way? Yeah. I mean, there are many different methodologies for handling an encounter. It doesn't just have to be with axe and sword. Now, moving on here, talking about encounters and so forth, we have target numbers. Average target number is 12. So if you figure that uh, the average character stat is 4, right? Mm -hmm. And then your average roll is 7. seven. Yep. Okay, so we're at 11 right now. All you need is rank 1 in, a, in an attribute. And, and you've you will on average succeed, succeed in an average role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that this is tailored. Uh, obviously, what is average to a normal human being when you start getting in Dragon Ball level characters, average means nothing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have an attribute of twelve. Yawn. You know <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, you know, obviously, you're going to start be rolling in the. Ch did I say start B? Wow. Are you going to start yeah. rolling into the challenging and unlikely and improbables? Which, to be fair, even if you're Dragon Ball level, those improbables are uh, are, are, more, are pretty are, hard. I, yeah, yeah, I would change that to probable. <laughs> well, likely. No, no, it's unlike. I'd say I'd, I would shift it over. What was it called in, in Marvel? Shift, uh, uh, is it uh, category shift or whatever? Yeah, shifted down. Yeah, but uh, it's still it's still pretty improbable. Because even Column if you... Shift. Column shift. Column shift, there you go. God, it's been so many years since I played that. Um, and weapon ranges, uh, and you'll find this throughout the book. Again, this is on the DM screen. We took a little bit of time, a lot longer than I actually thought we were going to, but this is the core of the game right here. So game time. As Heathen Dog said, it's uh, for a round is 10 seconds. Well, really, it's as long as the scene needs to be. Right. As long as it is dramatically appropriate. I, I, I made this... Uh this comparison in the last in the last episode but think of dragon ball z some fights take five episodes other <laughs> fights take 10 minutes the reason being is because the longer fights have more dramatic meaning to the story so if you're if you're in a fight or if you're in a situation that has more dramatic meaning to the story the game master will stretch the time it will take longer, meaning more effort, more weight is put on the situation. It's more cinematic. That that's that that's the reason you don't have a hard time on rounds and turns and whatever. So the so so the game master can can uh, can contract and stretch time to give weight to the actions or situation. Very well said. I can't. Now we get to the actual scene round in initiative. So now we've decided that combat is going to happen, right? So it's no longer just a scene. It's no longer just uh, acting out, uh, you know, a chase or uh, a discussion or an argument, whatever. Now we're actually trying to punch people in the face holes. Well, round is a measure of time approximately three to four seconds in length, while an initiative is one specific moment in time. A round is primarily used for combat situations and is the amount of time in which an average person can react to a situation, make a decision, and perform a significant action during a battle or other stressful situation. So, we're talking three to four seconds. When combat occurs, 
characters role initiative this is a pet peeve of mine not not what i highlight there it's something that's common in games in all modern games it seems now i don't like it i don't accept the arguments that come with it but it is pretty much the just the way it's done now so i'm not complaining about this game i get it you know it's the zeitgeist we'll say <laughs> but uh i just don't like it and that is uh oh, i guess where is it uh cares about acting well you only roll one initiative per scene I, I'm I'm that old school person where I like initiative rolled every round. Would I change it for this game? No. Where I would change the hedging, I would not change the initiative roll. I'd, I would keep the initiative rules as written. But I'm not one of those people that believes, it slows down the game, it gets confusing. No, it doesn't. But I, I get it. It's the, moder- it's the way games are written now. Um, you standard D6s, affectionately known as 2D6. I love my 2D6. I, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm not gone. It's just that uh, for some reason my camera won't restart. Oh, that's awesome. He's actually giving me middle fingers right now. That's what he's doing. Uh, so when a random number needs to be generated, two dice are usually rolled. Obviously, the edges and obstacles. We already talked about that a little bit, and we'll talk about a little bit more where you can get 3d6 or 4d6. Hey, there you are. Yeah, there we are. All right. So uh, you add them together. Rolls are made. Look, this is a role-playing game. Who rolls the dice? Pretty much it says the player should roll the dice in most circumstances, but there will be times when the game master should do it, especially, you know, if it tipped the player off. There you go. Target numbers. We already talked about that in uh, the game master uh, screen above, but here they are. Plus, you can see the nice little manga anime picture there. Uh, it goes into the target numbers here. I think we described them about as well as needs to be described in a video. Mm-hmm. Understanding target numbers. And this is where we kind of already talked about that. A stat four, skill one, roll seven equals 12. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't original. I stole it from this comment right here. There you go. I didn't think of that on my own. That's fine. You didn't have to say <laughs> anything. You, you could have actually taken credit like I would have, but fine, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I like how it gives you the, the percentage chance for, for, those, for those min-maxing players who, uh, who want to know the exact odds of each of their roles that that was sarcasm by the way i i have a chart like this in in the game that i'm writing for when characters roll up their attributes or players roll up their characters attributes and 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 the reason is is because i keep reminding them your character is the top three percent of the entire world think about that (laughs) you know actually my stats are a little different so it's actually top one percent but still like um but what are the odds? Never tell me the odds. Uh, Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer did initiate the best. Will preside, then actions determine when you in phase one and phase two. I like the way, I, I, th- I actually feel Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers is the true natural progression from second edition AD&D to third edition. I know it fell back to a lot of first edition, don't get me wrong, but I, I, it felt like it was the natural progression. It's what third edition should have been. Not Osric, sorry. Uh, not, not uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess. You know, I get it. I'm not saying they're bad games, but I really feel that of the ones that I've looked at, Astonishing Swordsman, Source of Hyperborea is the true third edition. Uh, I, hopefully I caught up everybody's. We lost HD's camp. Oh, Dragon Ball Super. They went one further up to normal Super God tier. I don't know what all that is. Um, okay. I think he's preparing another dance. Were you preparing another dance? No, I was not. Oh. I was trying to get my camera back. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, here's one. Setting target number. Oh, nope, that isn't it. It comes later. Opposed rules. Instead of setting a Pacific, a, a Pacific, yes, a Pacific target Pacific. number, <laughs> the GM may decide that a task requires an opposed role. 
This is appropriate for any situation that involves a direct competition between opponents such as arm wrestling. That's the example I use. That's the example everybody uses, I think. Yeah. A game of chess, an interrogation, or combat. In an opposed role situation, the two or more characters involved each roll their own dice. The character with the higher total roll, for example, a die roll plus stat plus skill group, succeeds. If the result is a tie, the active character, and this is why I kind of said what I said before, the active character, such as the attacker in combat or challenger in a game of chess, wins over the reacting character. This is kind of a, something that I'm seeing more and more written into games. I mean, hell, this might have been in the first edition of this game as well. I, I don't know, but I'm seeing it more and more written into games that way. The one doing the action is the one that gets the benefit of the doubt. Uh, so, you can have draws. Oh, oh, no, you can have draws. You, you yes. can, but your opponent cannot be the object of, of your success or failure. Right. It, it gives an example of a race. A, okay, a race, yeah. you're not directly competing against your opponent. No, you're both you rolling actively. Basically against yourself. Well, you're both rolling actively. Think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. You, you, are, you are both rolling actively, but you are, you are not technically... I mean, it, it, it says opposed, which I get because of the, the language has to be you. You technically are in a competition. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but you're, you're not rolling really against the other person. You're rolling nope. against yourself. You're, that, you're trying to a, push yourself. It's your... Uh, um, uh, your own um, uh, shit. What's the word? I'm. I'm. I'm I don't anyway. Know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're 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 rolling against the race, basically. So if you tie, hey, it's a draw. Okay, I get that. I get that. I, I believe every word you said there. Uh, my Except caveat. My, no, no, no. But my caveat to that is, I just think it simply can be saying that you're just you, you both are just being the actor. You're both actively yeah. rolling but yes i mean d diving into it a little bit deeper you're absolutely right it's not technically against each other roll types there are five types of dice rolls used during the game a stat roll a skill roll initiative roll an attack roll and a defense roll okay so stat roll pretty much makes sense doesn't it yep roll your mind a skill roll is what we read above which is your stat plus your skill plus your dice mm -hmm. initiative roll is your uh, active combat value or um, attack combat value plus dice. Yep. An attack roll is your attack combat value plus your attack ability, whatever that happens to be. Like with the character I picked, I picked range combat uh, plus your dice. And a defense combat roll is your defense combat uh, value. Uh, combat value. That's right, value, not but not ability. Uh, plus your defensive ability, if you uh, attribute, if you have one, plus your dice. It's actually really simple. I probably just confused it there, but if you scroll up here, you see it all right, right here. Oops, there you go. It's all this. But I only see four rolls. So that's because initiative is right here. <laughs> okay. Uh, go back down. So stat rolls. If there, if you don't have an attribute, and you're just like, hey, I want to do this. You know what? Uh, you're trying to lift something up, that seems like a pure strength thing. And unless you have an attribute like super strength, uh, you know, and so forth, just roll your strength. Alright, so what's your strength? My strength is five. Okay, roll your 2d6. Boom. Uh, that, that's pretty simple. Skill rolls are a little deeper, similar to a stat roll, except it's used when the task when the GM decides to be governed by both a stat and a particular skill group attribute. And while there are other ones, skill groups are 
the main source of actually rolling. Because remember when he was here last week, uh, when, when Mark McKinnon was here last week, and he said, pretty much you don't really roll for most of the attributes. When you go through them, that, that is true. It's pretty much the skill groups. So if it requires general intellectual abilities, such as remembering the name of a person the character had met, it'd be a mine. I, I think that part we can skip over some of this simply because if you can't figure out how to use mind, soul, and body, watch episode one. <laughs> um, the GM should select the target number before the player rolls. What? I can't look at the die roll and say I don't want him to succeed, so it's now an 18? Technically, <laughs> I think that's cheating. Yeah. Not, Game Master is never cheating. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, if... if Pose roll GM also decides whether the roll is opposed by a stat roll or a skill roll. And like I said, I don't want to dig too deeply into this. We'll be doing this for eight hours. But uh, during a tense interrogation scene, a mind-based street skill could be opposed by a soul stat if someone tries to resist by sheer willpower, or mind stat if the character tries to trick the interrogator, or body stat roll uh, to tough out any physical abuse. So based on what is going on in the scene, the game master will determine which is the most appropriate one. And you know what? The character does get an art, or the player of the character can have an argument, give, give the character a chance. If you're just trying to pick the lowest stat the character's got, it's probably not fair, you know. But uh, a business skill roll, the character tries to make a deal stop the interrogation. So this would be a full-on skill roll here. So we started with stat up there. Now we're talking a skill roll. So hold on, hold on. let's make a deal, man. Let's make a deal. An adventuring skill roll if the character pretends to pass out during the interrogation. That's a neat one to me. I would have never considered adventuring for that. But, okay. Sure. <laughs> um, the point of this is the, the game master has options based on the scene. The player has some input as well based on how that player sees the scene. So, not all actions require a dice roll. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Yeah, yeah, we already did. That that's just that's just explaining again what was in the pink in the beginning. So right, skill synergy. It is possible now. I'm going to slow down a little bit here. It is possible for a character to have two or more skill groups that work well during a specific task, such as the technical and scientific skill groups, when trying to bypass a complex biomechanical lock. If the GM allows multiple skill groups to assist the task, so it's obviously the game master say, you know what, that makes sense. We'll go with it. Okay. The character makes a skill roll using the skill group ranked at the highest level. That's first. Better one. Mm -hmm. Plus gets a minor edge. Okay? okay. So an extra D6 to roll. Uh, on the roll for one synergistic skill group or a major edge for two or more synergis synergistic skill groups. So wait, for, for example, this, this complex biomechanical lock. Let's say you have the lock picking skill and you have uh, some kind of uh, scientific skill that uh, uh, lock picking and electronics. Well, remember the, the skill groups, there are 12 skill groups if you remember yeah. those. Okay. So it'd be, so it'd be like adventuring. We'll just say adventuring, uh, but, you, uh, but uh, you're a rogue archetype. Okay, great. So uh, adventuring for the whole lock picking deal and then um, me mechanical engineering type skill group would would co cover the electronic and shit. So put that together, you take the highest of the two and you get a minor edge. But let's say not only that, but you also had some kind of medical training and it is a biomechanical lock. 
So it's literally like a ligament, <laughs> a, a nano, a nano created ligament. That's no, 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 no. I, I meant like a, like it, it, it is a, it is a lock that is opened by a bioscan. Well, not only do you have knowledge of locks in general and electronics and mechanics in general, but now you have knowledge of biology in general. So put all three of those together and you could get a major advantage. Could if the game master so if the so game chooses. master allows it, right. So, so up here we have, um, uh, Crafty says, I'm not a GM that gives a target number before the roll. Man, I need you to read some of my YouTube videos. Like my, Th my Thacko one, I had somebody just light me up. Was it last week? I think it was like, oh my God, everybody just like this person was mad that I even had a video on how players can figure out what the Thacko role was because... The player should just tell the DM what what uh, what he rolled, and the DM should figure it out from there. Like it's all on the DM. I've had other players say, or other uh, commenters say, oh, oh, basically only assholes. Sorry, only only jerks. Uh, don't don't tell the target number. I'm with you on that, crafty. I don't tell the target number. Sure, no. within three rounds, everybody's gonna know what it is. Or or within one yeah. or two. Yeah, by at the very least, you're, you're going to know your opponent's armor class within one or two points. But uh, having the player tell you that the armor class they hit super speeds up the game. Yes. Well, that's why that's why some of the comments are like just tell the players what the target number is. Maybe that works in the third, fourth, fifth edition BAM environment. But with Thacko, I don't like doing that because I like that surprise. Oh, it's a couple of skeletons. What is it? Armor class normally eight, nine, ten, whatever. Uh, I rolled a 15, I hit Thacko 6, you missed. What? You okay, this, this just got weird. Yeah, exactly. If, if they know the, the armor class to begin with, they may just run away before, before it would be appropriate for them to do so. Right. Yeah, so... There you go. Or you, well, on the flip side of it, I think of it as old first and second edition AD&D, where characters be like, okay, there are a couple skeletons in the room, what do you want to do? Instead of just like, oh, skeletons, I go running in. You know, I, that's one of the things I don't like about modern D&D or a lot of modern games is in the older versions, you had to think about it. First of all, wait, is there a trap between us and two skeletons? Why are we a party of fourth level characters of, of seven fourth level characters? And there are only two skeletons in there. Hmm. <laughs> Something's fishy about this. Let's think this through, you know. So anyway, that, that's off topic of games. Uh, but you have a target over mind when you make the player roll. Well, I, staying on the on the D and D theme for that one, I mean, you should know the the armor class of the creature. And here, yeah, it would be target number. Uh, person is, yeah, I'm not a fan of skill synergy and skill group stacking to always get major edges. That would be me as well. See, Heathen Dog hates player agency. Yeah, I hate player metagaming. I'm like very excessive about that too. Where when I even hear somebody have a video like, "Oh, metagaming isn't that bad," I just want I don't I don't even care if that person's right. I want to choke them. And choke him until he can't breathe anymore. Because uh, I, I, I despise the concept of it. So, <laughs> how do I say that? When I see things like skill synergy, all I think of is like, oh, crap, they're going to start min-maxing this. They're going to start getting crazy with this one. This player over here has decided that he or she is going to do this, this, and this, and this. So, I know how this is going. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a place for it. There is absolutely a place. Personally, with what Heathen Dog said before about the, the biomechanical lock, I would not have allowed the doctoring. 
depending on exactly how it was done. I would allow the minor edge, I wouldn't have allowed the major edge. But I can see an argument for both. I just want to rule out those arguments. <laughs> like there, there is no argument because obviously you can say the game masters rule, game masters games, right? But um, I, I'm with generally speaking. Let me just put it this way: I'm with you on that one. But there also should be something in the game to reward you for. Well, I don't just have one skill. I'm not just a, a biological or biological engineer, but I'm a true on scientist. So I, not only do I do the theory crafting of this, I build this stuff. So I have a double whammy as to how this works. So I can see it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Uh, only two skills got to be true, right? <laughs> only time I tell the numbers if they haven't hit the Tarask in three rounds and they want to continue the fight. It's got an armor class of negative 35. Doesn't even exist in the game, but it's got it. <laughs> uh, you, you won't win this. It's AC is higher than you'll ever hit. Yeah. That's a little violent, Max. Well, you know, I'm prone. I'm, I'm sorry. It was segment one. I, I've, I've been bad the last couple episodes about saying things in segment one I'm not supposed to. Um, so my apologies for that. I'm supposed to wait till segment two to get all ranty. Uh, I agree with the AC should be hidden. Also, okay, shares, because I know shares are using the Legion Mathieu account. Go to my Thacko video and read the comments there. <laughs> like, uh,. I mean, the reward is more versatility, more situations, reskill groups, bonus comply. Yeah, I mean, I, I see both sides of it. It's like, yes, I, I, yes, I think you and I agree. But I can't say that everybody would agree. So kind of like Heathen Dog and I differ on the hedging thing. I don't know if we differ because I think he was just throwing an example, but we may differ here. Let's just say we do. Again, Heathen Dog's game is going to be run differently than my game. Still, we're still playing the same game, and I'm pretty sure Mark McKinnon's happy we bought his book. So... The sale has been made. We're, we're showing off his game. People are having fun. Everybody's saying it's a win-win-win, right? <laughs> yeah. And now, now we're going to talk about uh, unskilled attempts, which I really like uh, the, the familiar and unfamiliar action. Well, right before that, we got to do combining skill rules. I actually do want to cover this. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think you would. All right. So no, this, this is where I kind of want to deep in, uh, dive in a little bit to show where there are other options that you do. So when more than one character applies the same skill group at the same time, so Heathen Dog and I both have the adventuring skill group, just for example. No, let's do the street. We both have the street skill group. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, group at the same time towards the same goal. The efforts may overlap. They can work together and help each other out. In this case, one character is considered the leader of the effort, and the other character or characters are considered helpers no i didn't think it was a typo there i just did that for clarification understood the leader receives a minor edge if one or two other skilled characters are helping or a major edge if there are more than two helpers pretty simple the gm may limit cooperation in a situation where it would be inappropriate i mean you might oh, be lifted no no yeah for for example we, we, can, we can go back to that biomechanical lock having one person help you with that that is possible having more than one person there's not enough room this lock is too small. Three hand, three sets of hands can't get in there. But I can see the argument made, but we could all think through it and one person just do it. You know, but but I agree with you. I absolutely yeah, agree with but, you. But on the on the other side, let, let let's say you're 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 trying to hack a supercomputer. You can have 10 people doing it at the same time. And then the highest person, the one with the highest skills, consider the leader, and now that leader has a major edge on his roles. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I get that, and I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, if, you, if you've got like a, a rock, you know, you're, you're trying to pick up, wear gloves, but you're trying to pick up a big lead weight, and it's only, you know, a, a foot by a foot, you're not going to get six people in there to lift it. No. 
uh, uh, Bruce, so I prefer players telling me what they rolled. Hey, if that's the way you want to do it, uh, and and you can do the calculations in your head, I prefer the players to tell me what that code they hit. But then again, you're running like a third edition Pathfinder thing, so everything goes up. I, I, I've never game mastered that stuff, so I don't know what works better. But hey, if it works for you, whatever system you choose to do, that's your game. That's your rules. And Just what I see, don't tell them the target number ever. That's always done. Yeah. So and then he said, "What AC did you hit in normal circumstances?" Fair, fair enough. That's what he said. So what did you, what do you think you hit? I hit AC, you know, 17. Okay. Well, that misses because really you only hit AC 15 or something. I, I, I get it. Okay. 10 people sitting around the lock. Yeah. <laughs> They're all just sitting yeah. there staring at it. All right. Unskilled attempts. All right. Let's go. Let's catch up to where Heathen Dog wants to be. Yeah. I, I want to read this one. Uh, okay. Often the go. character will attempt an action, which they do not possess the relative skill group. The approach to the situation is dependent on the nature of the action. Mm -hmm. Now I, I read it. And uh, I'm going to do it like this. For example, I do not have, say, the skill group of navigation. Or in, in this case, it would be adventuring, would, would, would fall under land navigation. But in the area I grew up, I am familiar with that area. I would have no detriment to just my stat roll plus my dice to find the local Burger King or the local Save Mart or the local whatever. But you go down to unfamiliar action. Mm -hmm. If you plot me in... After we uh, look at art. Yeah, look at art, which is really good, by the <laughs> way, still. The lighting, uh, it's the lighting effects that yeah, get me Yeah, it out. really Love. is. It really is. Oh my God, it's got ray tracing. No, okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, if you plot me in Berlin, in some random suburb of, of Berlin, and say, find the, lo find the local uh, uh, Deutschmark, uh, okay. Well, I will roll my stat and my dice because I, again, I don't have any kind of navigation skill in any of my skill groups, but I would get a minor or major obstacle to the roll because of my unfamiliarity with the area. But he can still do it because anybody can wander around and finally yes, find a place. Anybody can wander around and get lucky. <laughs> oh, look, I found Deutschmart. I'm the greatest. You know, I can do that. That's fine. So you still have, you still have the, and of course, Deutschmart isn't hiding. So it's not going to be a very difficult roll. The difficult part of it is going to be, well, I have to roll three dice and drop the highest one. See, he hasn't lived in Germany, so let me explain something. All the little twisty roads that go around and they're this wide and the priority road goes this way and non-priority <laughs> okay, road goes perhaps, that way. Perhaps Germany was a bad example. <laughs> no, 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 no right. it was a great example. It was a great... <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that, that's your basic idea of familiar and unfamiliar action. You don't get a bonus be, because you grew up in that area, but you don't get a minus either. If you're in an unfamiliar area or you're doing an unfamiliar thing, then you do get a detriment because training in this area or knowledge of this area would be required. Now, the, the reason I, I use the whole land navigation thing is because I don't like the example they used. Really? Yeah. For example, a student who attends university to study astronomy undoubtedly has at least a cursory familiarity with many academic fields. Bullshit. Where, where, where are you reading this? Oh, here it is. Back up in familiar action. Yeah, right there. For example. <clears throat> That is well, bullshit. And anyone who has spoken to anyone with an undergraduate degree knows 
that <laughs> that that all all of the all of the common classes that they take are hey, useless to real this life. Was, this was written by a Canadian. Their education system might be a little better. Okay, I doubt it. <laughs> I really doubt it, though. So yeah, that, I didn't like the example because un, until until you get to a graduate level degree, uh, you you well, know graduate nothing. tends to be more focused. Yeah, undergrad yeah. is the no, no 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 you 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 have but you have to learn more about cursory other sciences to advance sure. in your own science but in in undergraduate degree it's it's basically a a th throw your money away situation you're not learning anything useful so that's okay. why i didn't use their example okay fair enough uh but now the last part here before i i hit some of the chat up oh by the way completely forgot to Oh yeah, hey, please we, like. We broke two thousand. We broke two thousand subscribers. Yes. We're gonna have giveaways and games that people can play and so forth now, and and we also didn't have that up. Uh, so uh, yeah, by all means, uh, you, you want to subscribe because when we hit three thousand, we're gonna do it again. Yep. <clears throat> all right. After that, though, if you want to finish this up, there are times when. Oh, you want me to do it? Skill. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It, there, there are certain skills that you just can't wing. All right. You're not gonna be able to wing it. You're just not. Let's say, oh, I don't know, piloting a jet fighter. <laughs> Why does everybody always use that one? <laughs> be because, I mean, it's, it's you easy might one be to able use. to take off. You know what? You might be able to take off. You're not going to be able to land. <laughs> you are, it's really the takeoff and landing that's bad. You might be able to keep that thing straight. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Turning or landing, you're just going to crash. So some skills are required for a role to even be attempted, depending on the complexity of the action. Like the pilot thing is great, but um, say climbing a fence, you don't necessarily need a climbing skill to climb a fence. You, you, can, you can use body plus die roll. And you know what? I would say climbing would be familiar to anyone who is not a para or quadriplegic. You've climbed before, <laughs> all right? You have experience in climbing shit. I get it. But uh, like I said, you know, piloting a plane or, or uh, you know, uh, b building a supercomputer or uh, what else? Um, firing a weapon. Those, well, no, no, firing a weapon, it would, it would be, it would be unfamiliar if you're, if you don't have the skill, I would make you be unfamiliar with it. But um, yeah. Building, building a supercomputer, piloting a jet. Uh, what, what other thing would you require a skill role for? Um, computer well, I think programming. That... I would require a skill role for that. You know, well, if you don't have depending... the skill, you just can't make the role. That's I mean, it. if you if you have a background and you're just making a basic program or a little app or something, I might not have somebody roll. No, no, no. I would still require you to have at least one one level, one level. I mean, even writing well, uh... a basic program, you'd have to be one level. In my Man. game, in real I, life, I, okay, okay, fine. You, you go, I can make a circle happen on the screen. Yeah, whatever. Hey, but I'm in, uh, logo in, man. Don't you remember logo? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In the game, it's never going to be something that simple. You're going to want to attempt. It's always going to be something more complex, and you are going to need at least a basic knowledge to even attempt that role. So yes, uh, sometimes a skill is going to be required. You can't wing everything. It's funny. I this like was this was just one paragraph, and that took us a while. <laughs> it took us five minutes but, because you kept interrupting me. You're bad. I, 
I'll interrupt twice as much now. By the way, that <laughs> link that I put out there, uh, that's for uh, Bruce Lombardo's channel. Go ahead and subscribe to him as well. Uh, he does, uh, does some commentary, but he does a lot of playthroughs. Uh, last night I was up until 3 in the morning watching them play. Uh, I already forgot what it was. I think it was 3.5. Um, and uh, I was interrupting all the stuff that they were doing. Sorry. Yeah, Coding in a <laughs> language you don't know. Coding at all. You're going to need at least one point in skilling. I, I, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, what I'm saying is like if there's a, a skill group where you have a computer background. I mean, everybody kind of learns to code a little bit. So I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see it, but I generally, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. About that initiative roles, special type of role made by participants. Uh, we already talked about that a little bit, but let's see. It's right there. Attack combat value. In addition, lightning reflexes combat te uh, technique, which I have gives the character a minor or major edge. Mine is a major one. Uh, initiative rules determine the initiative order from highest to lowest. And we'll get to that on page 188, which will be in a few pages. Beyond two dice, now we're going to talk. We've mentioned it enough. I don't think we need to sit here and go over this to death. No. If you get a minor edge or a minor obstacle, you're rolling 3d6 instead of 2d6. With the edge, you take the highest two. With the obstacle, you take the lowest two. With a major obstacle or major edge, you're rolling 46. The rest applies. Take the lowest two or the highest two. You already went over most of the stuff when you're on the ground. Right, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. You're still yeah, moving yeah. faster than Oriental Adventure. Yeah, we did, yeah, we did this thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Why does everybody always bring that up? We could, do, we could spend seven days on one page and somebody will still say you're moving faster than the Oriental Adventures. <laughs> 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 they got through 10 pages in two and a half hours. I think we're beating that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Uh, and, and the obstacles and edges are based on uh, things that are happening in the game, so the GM can apply them, but they're also based on your enhancements and limiters and so forth for your attributes. Right, right. All right, hedging. No, well, no, Since no, you no, like no, hedging... What? Hang on, hang on. Modifying the, the okay. difficulty is, it is important to say that the Game Master at any time could give you major or minor obstacles or edges depending on what he thinks he or well, this, she... These, this is straight-up difficulty number. This isn't uh, edges or... The, the, the game master may also apply edges and obstacles to characters' roles oh, I read that situationally wrong. and dramatically appropriate to increase or decrease the difficulty of an action. I like, stand corrected. Yeah, if 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 you have six levels of of uh, of uh, lock picking and this is a a five dollar master lock, the the game master might give you a major edge in picking this thing. Because I honestly thought that this was raising the difficulty picking. number. The, the idea of you failing on this lock is ridiculous. I personally, I wouldn't even have you roll, but hey. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, you can add a major edge to combat roll if you're trying to do something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Do you want to, since you like hedging, do you want to do the hedging part? No, no, we, we, would, we went through okay. hedging. It's fine. Okay. Uh, again, hedge, hedging is just based on uh, yeah, yeah. A, a standard is seven. Let's taking seven, taking nine, taking five, whatever. Now we're finally at the cool chapter. I think this is where we end the stream for today. Yay. All right. Thank you, everyone, coming by. I really appreciate it. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right. So combat in Bessem. It's funny, by the way, there are very few videos out there on, on uh, Big Eyes, Small Mouth. And everybody that I've seen in videos, with the exception of the creator himself, either calls it B-E-S-M or uh, uses the full name. The creator calls it Bessem. I'm calling it Bessem.
Just saying. There you go. So, conflict is essential. So what happens when we do combat? At the beginning of any new combat scene, the characters all make initiative rolls. Mm -hmm. This determines the orders they can act during the combat. The initiative order. This remains constant for the duration of the combat and under normal circumstances does not change from round to round. Again, this is the way almost all games are done now. I disagree with it, but I wouldn't change it. I just, I don't know. There's something about this. One of those big things that I'm stuck on where it's like, can't stand not rolling initiative every round. Anyway. After the initiative order has been determined, combat proceeds through a series of one or more rounds. Each round of combat covers from three to four seconds. Yes, I know. Heat and Dog's probably already salivating over that. <laughs> Excuse me. I tried killing no, myself. Yeah, actually has I was, my answer in the parenthetical. Right. I was try, trying to mock him, and I, I think he like put a vibe out there to kill me. Um, so each, each round of combat covers from three to four seconds of time from the character's perspectives, depending on the character's actions and circumstances. The exact time scale is not particularly relevant, and any good game master knows that anyway. Used to mm -hmm. get the whole thing like, a round is a full minute in second edition AD&D. Kind of, but not exactly. With anything from one to ten seconds appropriate for a round. There you go. That's I yes. <laughs> I, I don't know why anybody would argue that. Whatever's more cinematic, use it. Well, I, I to, to be fair, I have heard people even back in the old D D days like I can actually so it takes me how long count the seconds it take it takes for me to draw my sword, look over at Heathen Dog and say, Heathen Dog, go attack that orc over there. See, that wasn't ten seconds. I should be able to do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a bad example. Oh, and, and put the sword back. Pull out a potion because it's right here. I'll just use my carton of cigarettes as the example. There's my pack. Now I'm drinking my potion, right? Like, shut up. Stop that. One to ten seconds. You can do what I tell you you can do in that amount of time. Uh, GMs can have rounds represent more time if it be dramatically appropriate. For example, a huge long-range space battle or anything in Dragon Ball Z. Yep, yep. <laughs> hey, bro, I don't know that from actual knowledge. I know that just from what he said. Holy crap, thank you very much. Did I wake you up? Good, I hope I did. Ha! Bye. Um, if you see a, punt, a fist come in, that's my wife. I just want to make it noted right now, that's my wife. She's the one trying to beat me with a <laughs> roll of paper towels. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, uh, GM is going to have rounds, da, 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 for example, a uh, huge long space battle. Okay, a round is simply a period of time in which any ordinary character can perform, I, I can't read, an ordinary character can perform one significant action. It makes sense, yes, I get it. And you know, sometimes, I learned this playing Shadowrun, by the way, yep. you can extend a round a little bit just for that cinematic appeal, like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, when do I get to shoot around the corner? When the Decker's done. Like, hurry up, man! So, uh, normally permitted to take one action per round, though characters with extra actions attribute can act multiple times. This is one of those I'd have to see in play, because I'm scared of this already. Yeah, Anytime I mean, it, 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 seem, it seems like if you don't have the extra actions attribute, you're just going to fail in combat. I, I, I would also have to see this in action just to make sure my fears are unfounded. Right. Uh, you know, and again, the game master can limit everything. One of the things that Mark McKinnon did with his book that I love is he goes through all this book. He talks about, you know, the story-driven aspect of the game uh, and so forth. But he also is like, the game master makes the rules. I think he says it more. It's about the session zero and, and the, you know, the group aspect of it. But if the game master says right off the bat, I'm not allowing extra actions, don't take it. Don't be butthurt about it. At the same time, if you think 
as a game master, you have no problem with that, and you want all the characters to have extra actions because that allows you to pump up your bad guys more. Just make sure you say that, you know. So, uh, an action is a major activity, such as attacking opponent. I think the reason is, I don't want to read this entire paragraph, or this entire section here, but I think one of the reasons that he goes into this detail what an action is, is because there are actually attributes out there, and, and defects and, and limiters that affect this. Like, one of the, the uh, defects, or is a defect or limiter that I took with my character was uh, concentration. Well, I took the second level of concentration, which means... I can't run away. I can walk slowly to get out of a situation and so forth. Well, that affects the amount of actions I can do, which is, well, zero because I'm concentrating. So an action can typically also incorporate limited movement while carrying out the activity. That, again, because of, for example, that limiter, I can slowly walk away while other people can do more actions or actually take actions in a round. Each round of combat is subdivided into two parts, initiative and character action. I think I, I got to be honest. I don't think this paragraph was necessary. Yeah, this this is a this is superfluous information. Obviously, obviously we're gonna we're gonna you know do the initiative thing again. We're not rolling it, but we're just keeping the same order. So right. why is this here? I don't know. I saw this from the perspective of a new player. I have no problem with the paragraph, but from the perspective of a new player or somebody new to the game, I guess is the case was I was like. When I first saw this, like, oh, crap, it's actually phased? Oh, wait, no, it's not phased. Okay, I got yep. it. So, yep. anyway, don't be confused by it. Just just cross out this paragraph. Well, don't defile your book. <laughs> well, i tell you what we're not going to do. We are not going to read off that example of combat, because it's like three pages. I was getting ready. I was getting my little acting voice going. <laughs> ah, my, 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 my. Okay, yeah. Um, by the way, the example combat here was pretty darn good. So uh, if you want to get an idea of how it's done. Wait, did anyone fail a roll? I don't remember. I actually didn't pay attention this time. Probably not. We'll just say probably not. Um, sorry. Again, good art. Too bad it's two-page art this time. The detail. Again, lighting. It's all about the lighting. I mean, not mm -hmm. that the art is necessarily bad. I like my art to be a little bit more realistic. So these kind of faded... Uh, um, Oh my god, I, I took impressionist kind of uh, lack of detail here. Is I'm not hugely a fan of, but it's still... Well, first of all, the coloring's amazing. And it's good art, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. But it's really the lighting that just sets it all up. Look at how exacting that is. And I know it's supposed to detail motion, but it's not there. Still love it. Still love the art. Determining initiative. Roll. Okay, Why next. is there a whole section on this? We are, they already went through it like three times. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, because it, it in, this introduces a new wrinkle, holding your action. Well, uh, types of actions. I didn't see that. I thought that was below. Lightning reflexes kind of gives a minor edge in the roll. Yep. Uh, NPC should additional characters midway through the combat roll initiative sign. Yeah, that's... Characters act in sequence determined by initiative order. That's got to be lower. Types of actions. There are two categories of act. Attack actions, general actions. Characters can perform multiple actions. Uh, sorry. A character who can perform multiple actions may perform the same or different types of actions. So that means you can attack multiple times. Mm -hmm. that's, why, that's why I'm very leery about the extra action thing. Right. Leery, but not against it, if that makes sense. Like, like Heathen Dog said, I'd have to see it in action for... I'd have to... See if my reservations are unfounded. Attack action says the game master should encourage players to give 
Broad in character, yeah, broad in character descriptions of what the characters do and simply use the rules as guidelines for adjudicating game effects. Can we get this in bold text? Bold italicized text. Attack actions. I grab the chandelier and swing down. So I didn't read the first part, but attack actions can include different aspects. Like I grab the chandelier and swing down to kick my opponent. There's no reason to roll unless the chandelier is like going to have some other effect. Like, well, that's going to take you out of combat or that's going to actually add a, uh, uh, a methodology for your opponent not to be able to hit you. That or it obviously story. won't hold your weight. Right, right. Yeah. But just to say I do that and to have it as, as dramatic effect, the character just has a good game as the character does it, let the character swing down and still roll your attack roll to kick the opponent. Context of the action economy, having more actions is objectively... Yes, right. That's just... right. Duncan, Idaho. Why does it look like the man has detached his shoulders? I don't know. Wait, this guy? Oh, well... <clears throat> I don't know. Excuse me. Okay. That that is true. Yeah. I said as well. I'll let you. I got to drink something here. I'm gonna okay, keep coughing. Actions. Include all types of actions, such as using an attribute, picking up a dropped object, performing a ritual, unlocking a door, performing first aid. Blah blah blah. The effects of general actions are normally adjudicated by the GM. General actions may include movement unless it would be incompatible with the action. For example. One can run forward while drawing a sword, but usually not while performing first aid. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, so, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I get that. I get that. Uh, what it hasn't really gone through yet is major actions and minor actions. Like it's, it's alluding to it. Like, like running forward and drawing a sword. Neither of those is an attack. So they haven't defined it as a major action yet. I'm going to hazard a guess and say that that's intentional to allow the game master to, because I don't remember seeing it here now. If it's on like the next page or something, I just missed it. Because this is around the part of the book where I was like, oh crap, I'm running out of time. I got other stuff I got to take care of. Um, it may be there. God dang it. Also, if you want to say hi to Duncan, I don't know if I you did. saw that he commented. I did. I haven't, we haven't seen him around in a while, so. Welcome, Duncan. I saw him last night. Uh, there, there are no minor or major actions. Saber says, "Well, yeah, but it it called attacking. Didn't it? Didn't it actually use major action? I, if you use a terminology, I don't think it was meant to be like a, an actual action type. Two category action and general actions. Attack actions, character perform multiple actions. I don't see it. May have, but I, I think the point is, is that." If you smack something, you're doing an attack action. If you're just generally doing something that takes time, that has to take time, it's a general, general action. action. But there are things that 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 uh, you can do more than one thing around with that without having more than one action. Like, like they, they haven't defined what movement is yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me so, scroll back up. So we're on page 191 up here. Uh, 177, I think. So movement speed. That's how far. Walk, jog, run, sprint. Yeah, but at what point does that become an action? Well, I, I think I think you might be, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you might be going back to the whole thing. Is like you can move in phase one and attack in phase two or vice versa. In this, it's all cinematically put together. I get it. I get it's it. The same thing. No, no, no. I, I understand that. That's not what okay. I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, at what point does movement negate your action 
because it is considering itself now a general action. Probably not walk. You can probably walk and attack. You can maybe even jog an attack, but can you run an attack? Can you sprint an attack? I don't know. GM wants to keep uh, precise, so uh, Saber Expert put it in here. We're not at this page yet, but the GM wishes oh. to keep precise track of movement. And so it's under general actions. Uh, well, yeah, it's under, oh, free actions. There you go. There you go. There, there it is. Move I was, a short I was distance. For, I was waiting for something. Move a short distance or maneuver their vehicle. Say anything that fits within the span of only a few seconds. Make defense rolls in response to any attacks against them. Well, obviously, defense rolls are part of the attacking procedure. So that I'm would gonna, be I'm gonna free. Go, I get it. Go okay, back up so, here because we're almost there. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, okay, that answered my questions. You know, pr probably I would, I would adjudicate up to a jog would be considered a free action. Anything faster than that would would become a general action. That's what I would do. But I, I wanted to see that differentiation. I wanted to see the fact that there were there was a category of free actions, actions that see, can be taken that that do not do not take away your attack by making it a general action. See, I would let somebody run an attack. I don't care. I mean, it can happen. I took kung fu. I, I know people can run an attack. Now, maybe not a full-out sprint because you're just focusing on running forward unless it's like a charge or the person's within that range of you and doesn't get out of your way. But I don't know. I, I, I counter I, that idea that, that anyone who is trained in kung fu would have at least one multiple action. <laughs> to not be necessarily. Fat. I'm not I, that I, fast. <laughs> I would I just have an action. <laughs> if you are competently trained, then I, I would say that you have you you you. I you think that's getting into the weeds attacks. too much. You you have you can make more attacks per second than the average person. I would I would say that. I I think that gets into the weeds too much. That's just again personal opinion on this. I I, I see where you're going with this, but I I've kind of never liked the whole separate the movement from the attack. To me, combat is a scrum. One of the things that I'm doing in my game is I'm treating combat as a scrum. And the only reason I even have phases, if you want to call them that, or the order of operations, as I call mm -hmm. it, is simply so that you can follow a chart so you don't forget, oh, shit, did I use these guys or did I not use these guys and so forth. Uh, other than that, everything's just kind of hand mishmashed in there because that's more of how it is. I don't care how far you move. Well, if he runs by me, I'm tripping him. Okay, now that's a held action or a reserved action, and, you know, that can happen. But if people want to run and, and, and attack at the same time, I don't care because to me, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. Okay. Uh, all right. So we have the attack rules used. We talked about the attack rule earlier. Now, melee attacks. This is where, I, oops, uh, hold on. Actually, I want to start with this. Unopposed range attack rules. An unopposed range attack against an inanimate object usually succeeds automatically or a prone character. I'm just saying. Inanimate target includes buildings, areas of ground, unconscious or restrained foes. Not an prone, unconscious or restrained. Well, if you can roll out of the way, you you still got to hit him. Fair enough. Maybe not the position prone, but what we term as prone in the military is down. Okay. An unopposed uh, ranged attack roll can be made against characters capable of defending, but chooses not to as an average task. Oh. Okay. Okay. So if 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 you don't want to move from your, your position, but you're technically prone, you can do that. But now. Now the person hitting you has a target number. Okay. Well, I mean, that's average. So, I mean, I, that, I guess yeah. that makes sense. So the character is like, look, I'm defending, but I'm not actively defending or something. But it's like, ah, I don't want to roll. Just, just go. <laughs> okay, 12. What I'm a little nervous about is yeah. 
Well, it would be a 10 if I try to do, if I try to attack. Well, I guess it wouldn't be. It'd be a roll. But my chances are my roll is going to be, let's say, a 10 versus a 12. So I want to make it harder for the person. I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that'd come up so rarely it doesn't matter. That'd be the only thing that I'd be leery about. Like, mm. so by saying, nah, I'm not going to do this. You made the roll harder for the attacker. No, I'm not, I wouldn't allow that. But I might be I might be digging in the weeds on that one. Uh, Demonic Nako says a player almost went down, just jumped into a four versus one fight and was surrounded and lost half his health. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you look at the amount of damage that can happen in this game, yeah. Uh, attacking this character sprinting past you can also be an attack of opportunity. Nobody talk, Nobody uses that nasty AO. Nope. We have not read anything about an attack of opportunity yet. That so far does not exist, and I hope it continues to not To, to never exist, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I mean, I understand the concept of it, but that should be a story-driven thing, not a five-foot square BS thing. An unopposed melee attack roll. An unopposed melee attack against an adjacent inanimate target or against a character who is capable of defending but chooses not to usually succeeds automatically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, that's why it's unopposed, right? Yeah. It's like saying, hit me, hit me, hit me. Hold on, let me roll. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need to roll. You just, you just did it. Good job. Some attacks are useful at distance, while others are limited to close range. Melee attacks are going to be your close range. A weapon without a range enhancement, remember, that's a defined enhancement, yes. is a melee you attack. Pay. You gotta pay for it. It is only usable against adjacent opponents within touching distance, usually one to two meters. This is the range for swords, punches, bites, etc. And it's the default range for all attacks if no range is listed. Let's say that again. It's the default range for all attacks if no range is listed. Yes. Weapons with reach are also considered melee attacks, but their effective distance is much further, three to five meters. And there's actually a little chart that talks about the little range. Yeah, like so spears, spears versus swords. Yeah. 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 The melee attack, enemy attack attribute adds to the attack combat value of the character's performance. So like I my character that I made has ranged attack, so I get no melee attack. It's just straight attack combat value. If the character is performing a melee attack with an appropriate weapon or against specific opponents. For example, melee attack sword adds to attack combat value when attacking at melee range with a sword. <laughs> while enemy attack undead adds to attack combat value while fighting zombies. Do you note the difference there? This is saying that anytime I use a sword, I get it. This is saying anytime I attack undead, I get it. So you can pick a ranger style, you know, preferred enemy. Uh, melee defense attribute, and similarly the enemy defense attribute against specific opponents adds the defense combat adds to the sorry defense combat value if the character is defending. So, or, again, we saw the dice rolls for that. Right. Thrown melee weapons. I thought this was interesting. I actually did read this one, or at least, or I saw it somewhere else. If I didn't read it here, weapon items with range zero may optionally be thrown out to a range of three to five meters. That sounds good, right? The character loses the thrown item. Notice it's capital I, which means that that's intentionally uh, an attribute. And it will take at least one general action to recover it. The character suffers a major obstacle. So if you're taking your sword and you want to throw it out uh, 3 to 5 meters, which is approximately 9 to 15 feet, 16 feet, whatever, you want to chuck that thing, you're rolling four dice and taking the worst of the two. Yeah, it is not aerodynamic. It is right. not meant to be thrown. 
the ranged attack thrown weapons attribute rather than melee attack adds to the combat value. So if you actually had the ranged attack thrown weapons, well, then you could do it. I think there'd be an argument to be made saying that, uh, you know, a sword isn't good for that, but this throwing knife. Yeah, well, again, when throwing such weapons, unless it is also balanced for throwing. I, I should have actually read that part. I'm yeah. sorry. A weapon or offensive attribute with a ranged enhancement is considered a ranged attack. Now, this is where things get fun. A ranged attack may be made against a target as far away as the range enhancement's maximum range. So, uh... Three, three meters, meters, ten meters, oh, hundred meters, kilometer. I think yeah, I made my they're, character they're wrong. Chart. Hold on, I think I made my character wrong. I, I'm, I'm actually going to look at this. I think I made my character wrong. Because I put it on the magical spell, not on the ranged attack. Yeah, I gave myself two for the ranged attack, but I gave that spell a three. Hmm. Well, either the spell is wrong, or... Oh, I'm wrong. Um, so, I'll have to look at that for character creation. So, uh, anyway. Sorry, as far as we... So, uh, it gives examples of the, of the yep. range categories and how far they go. Range one? Range 2. So really, my spell can only go out to 10 meters, even though I made a spell. Yeah, most fireballs, lightning bolts, and mind blast. Mine was effectively a fire dart. Mm. Uh, so we'll call it a fireball. Fireball. There we go. Um, I rated that at range 3, but my ranged attack attribute... So I wonder why those are separate like that. Interesting. I, I would act, That's actually a question I'd have to ask for clarification, because I spent the points for the enhancement to make my spell go out to range 3. But my ranged combat, uh, ranged attack attribute is only out to 2. So, I don't uh, think you need both, right? Uh, I, I will let some expert in chat here, or, or some expert who may have subscribed to our channel, who posted Ooh. in the comment later, let me know. Because remember, we're learning this together. You might have to learn me a thing or two. There's some English for you. So yeah, yeah I, that, I think you actually wasted points. I think you only need one or the other, not both. So ranged attack gives you a bonus to ACV. Doesn't affect the distance. So ranged attacks, a weapon, uh, range, a range enhance. Oh, 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 okay. So wait, wait. So this is range enhancement. So I literally have range attacks, and I pick spells, of course. Yeah. So. Range attack, oh, I gave okay, my... Okay, okay, Oh, no, no, I think I'm following you. Uh, for your attack roll, you get the you get the plus two, but for the reach is the Make, specific got spell, it. you get the plus three. Got it, got it. So it's an enhancement. That that makes yeah. sense, because it didn't say Fair attribute, it. it says enhancement. Yep, thank you, Saber. Your bonus, it doesn't... The attribute named range attack is your bonus, bonus attack. attack value, right, yep. That, okay, that, that makes sense now. That, that That's in the noodle. That's yep, in the noodle. <laughs> Do you see the smoke coming out? Yep. <laughs> Saw it. We got it now. We got okay. it. Okay. So thank you for the clarification. And you know, if, if for whatever reason you need to go up to 10,000 kilometers, I'm just saying. They, you can do it. By the way, a little hint for next week's episode that Heathen Dog isn't going to be here for. It talks about how to destroy planets. We'll cover that next week. Super DBZ territory now. Yep. All right. Okay. General actions. Uh, rather than taking an attack action to your combat round, a character may use a general action on his or her initiative. Such actions include an attribute. Untie, what? Untying a rescued... Uh, such actions include an attribute. Untying a rescued captive, running, changing weapons, climbing into or out of a vehicle, writing a note, changing clothes, etc. 
Players may also use general actions to run away or safely withdraw from armed or melee combat. Well, there we go. If there's going to be uh -oh. an attack of opportunity. Like no, it's Saber I, said there was no attack, attack of opportunity, but provided maybe. the opposition does not attack at a later initiative number in the same round. There you go. They don't get a free attack, but they, they will get probably an edge of some kind if you just blindly route the enemy. If this does happen, the withdrawal fails. So may okay. use general actions to run away or safely withdraw from combat or melee combat, provided the if opposition oh, okay, does okay. not attack at a later initiative. So that doesn't just freely get you away. So if, no. if, so if you and I were fighting and sure. you went earlier in the round, whether you hit or miss, doesn't matter. It is now my initiative. I'm out. No problem. But if I want initiative and I'm like, I'm out, you get a chance to swing at me. If you hit me, my withdrawal fails. If you miss me, I'm out. Uh, nope. Nope. It I says players may also use the general action to run away or safely withdraw from armed or melee combat, provided the opposition does not attack at a later initiative number in the same round. But if you're using a general action, it's a skill roll. A general it's action may succeed automatically, or the GM may require a stat or skill roll to determine whether it succeeds. But it Some says right, but, it's, but the parenthetical right here, if this does happen, the withdrawal fails. Okay, yeah, so that, that one doesn't require a roll. Okay, you're, you're right, you're right. Okay. But. So. Huh. so personally, I, I, I would have liked to have seen safely withdrawal and run away be be uh be different run away like just turn and run i would say if if the if the other person has initiative that round after that they they get an edge mm -hmm. if you safely withdraw they don't get an edge but if they successfully hit you your withdrawal is halted this is one of those times where i gotta tell you i like the forbidden lands way of handling this with uh with what uh retreat and escape i think it's called uh, I forget off the top of my head. It's been a while since I looked at it. Eff effectively, once you succeed at two rolls, you're out of combat. You succeed at one roll, you're out of melee combat. You succeed at two rolls, you're out of combat completely. As a player, you have to accept that too. You're out of combat. You rolled to get the hell out of here. You're out of combat. Don't try to get all sneaky sneaky. Um, this right here is a bit ambiguous, but I'll tell you, I, I think it still stays in line with the cinematic style that he wants in the game. That's where true. the game master, I think the game master has to make a call, which you really have to hope for. And, and, and I know Heathen Dog and I, probably because we've dealt with them so much, Heathen Dog and I make it sound like we hate players. Heathen Dog and I hate, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, but, but the, uh, the thing is, is as a player myself, I always say GM's game, GM's rules. As long as the GM adjudicates fairly and, or, Eagle, in an egalitarian manner, I get it. That's fine. So I don't mind leaving this up to the GM. Where I see the problem coming is when the player wants to complain, but well, so you went out, but he missed his sword swing, blah, blah, blah. But you still had to dodge out of its way and, and whatnot. Otherwise, I could have had him just right. roll a 12. Oh, yeah. or, and, and Saber actually touches on that. He said, uh, but at the same, uh, the same time, you can move as part of your attack action. So what prevents you from moving back five meters and using a ranged attack? Here's what prevents that withdrawing is a general action you cannot also attack if you withdraw you are going back 
Uh, you, you are moving away, guardedly though, but moving away beyond the ability for you to also attack. And if successful, you are now out of combat. Because if you could just move back five meters out of the unarmed combat range of your attacker and then attack, sure, you can do that. But your opponent can just move up five meters and attack you again, and your withdrawal was worthless. You didn't actually withdraw. Now, somebody's going to argue in there, but I can move a short distance for free. Not when you're in combat. Yeah, I mean, no, no, if you, if you, if you, free, but you cannot in any way escape combat without using a general action right. withdrawal. Right, right. Because when you move back, the other person's moving forward. Exactly. I mean, as, as long as one of you doesn't sacrifice an action, you are not going to outdistance him unless you have some kind of teleport or whatever, uh, you know, you know, attribute like that. Then yes, maybe you can outdistance him. Super speed, teleport, whatever. Then yeah, you can outdistance probably like that. But <laughs> yeah, you have to sacrifice your action. Turn withdrawal becomes a general action, and then you have the possibility to get away. But if that if your opponent strikes you in the same round, you are using your general action to withdraw. That general action automatically fails, and you did not escape combat with your opponent. That's what it's trying to say. And what, I like what I want to be careful of on, on this video here is just making sure we don't go down too far down a rabbit hole. I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Let me, let me caveat that. This is not a knock on Heathen Dog at all. It's just but what I'm saying out there for, for people who are watching this later is I think that your game master has to make the call and mm -hmm. you as the player have to accept the call as long as it's being used fairly. If you notice that all the NPCs are getting away and you never can, that might be a problem. You yeah. know? Uh, but uh, th this is one of those areas where... Sure, maybe more clarification could have been had, or maybe there's too much clarification and it should be more ambiguous. I don't know, but something about it isn't quite right, <laughs> whatever well, direction on, it happens to be. Also, I in in the initiative uh, in the initiative section, mm -hmm. I did not see a paragraph specifically talking about holding your action because holding your action and withdrawing is very very uh, well helpful. If you win initiative and decide to let the other person go first, uh, you you will withdraw with without consequence. See, since I'm an H, let's just see if it's under H first before I go to actions. Uh, I don't see anything about holding there. Let's check actions. I mean, that might just be another thing that uh, is actor. Actions, general types of free extra describing. Types of actions? I don't know. That, maybe not that. Describing we already, actions? We already passed that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, I didn't see anything specifically talking about holding your action. So if you can, let someone else go first. And most games allow you to do that, right? Most games allow you, if you win initiative, mm -hmm. I want to wait and see what he does. Right. Most games allow you to do that. So if you hold your action, let the other, let your opponent go first. And then say, I want to use my action to withdraw. You, you get away. Unless the other person has multiple actions, you just get away. That, that gets into the realm of, I, I want the game at this point. Now, uh, say Brack said that might be in the extras book, and maybe it is. At this point, that is simply, I want the game master to make the call on that one. Yep. I, I, I don't want to parse it too much. Because I think we can what if this to death, because I so far I agree with everything you're saying, not, not necessarily saying I would adjudicate it exactly the same way, but every but argument you're making, of, yeah. yeah, every argument you're making is 
yeah, how, how do we do that? Do we want to mess with initiative like this? That's for you and your group. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, the, the GM decides whether uh, he wishes to keep detailed track of movement, ranges, and distances. I don't. I don't either. No. <laughs> so I like things to be more cinematic. I, I can't stand map boards unless I'm playing Battletech. Uh, alternatively, GMs can measure ranges in more abstract fashion. You're behind them, and you're in melee range. Um, I I use a little bit of mapping. Like I do put out like a map board. Actually, I have uh, is it uh, the Advanced Dungeon Terrain or whatever the hell uh, that that uh, YouTuber calls it. But uh, I I use that. I actually have a new one being made that's more for Forbidden Lands. It uh, it works perfectly for Forbidden Lands. I think it would work perfectly for this as well. It's abstract but accurate at the same time. It doesn't say you're exactly three meters away because I don't care. But it does say you're at this angle, and you've got this thing in your way or, or you know it's, it's enough to put stuff on there it's abstract enough to give you a representation of what's going on uh well i'm sorry it's it's, it's specific enough to give you a representation of what's going on but abstract enough where i don't have to deal with it but actually if i move this way this is really just two meters no it's not it's about i don't know it, it takes you around to get there i don't care <laughs> like, well actually uh, what we used to do in uh, in earth dawn back at andrews is if 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 we needed to draw out something we would get a piece of paper and you would draw the general terrain like clump of trees, mound, yep, building, and then we would put little X's or or our initials where we were, erase and draw, and and as necessary, and and you would adjudicate if we can get there without without using action or we can use the free movement to to cross yep. that distance or whatever, and then we would just go with it. That's basically as 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 difficult as it became. For du for dungeon crawls, Marhawkman, I like that when players do that, and and I get that. I'm talking like for like wilderness stuff and so forth. I absolutely abhor. No, the reason I I don't abhor maps. I love maps actually. I abhor gridded maps. That's a, a what is it exactly between this boulder and that boulder? Hmm. I always tell people this. You've got you've got a range of a spell in D and D that's say 200 feet, right? I want to throw it at exactly 190 feet. Okay, take this baseball. And throw it 190 feet. Exactly 190 feet. Can you do that? No. So, unless you're really, really, really lucky. Even a professional baseball player. Can a professional baseball player throw 190 feet? Yeah, but the guy's catching it. Is it going to land at exactly 190 feet every time? No. Probably one out of 50. The, the point being is, no, you can't do that. You can get it close, roll, and I'm going to see how far it is different. And maybe you got it too far that way, but that could be a good thing for you. At least it's not hitting your friends. Or you maybe threw it a little lighter than you'd hoped, and oops. You know, so that, that's how I handle stuff like that. Uh, but you can throw it exactly three feet. Well, probably. Most of the time, yes. Yeah. You might hit four. <laughs> uh, we use general sketches in my Star Trek Adventures campaign. Uh oh, is he allowed to say that here? Yeah, well, it's he Duncan. Is it's Duncan. It, it's Duncan. Yeah. We'll it is true, but uh, uh, Star Trek Adventures uses a, a a very general kind of range. It's basically close, medium, and far, and there's huge gray areas in between each one, right? So it it does not uh, uh, it is in, it is not conducive to like oh I'm exactly 17 meters away. It doesn't matter. Right. The STA gets rid of that with just three categories. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, you, you, you would not, you would not need a, uh, a, a precise grid map in almost any STA scenario. You would need a Good. general idea. 
It's just it, when, I, when I started playing third edition D&D, it just really annoyed me when everything was gridded. I know everybody says yeah. that fourth is worse. I've, I never played fourth. I have the books, but I never played it. So I, I didn't actually get to see it. But third was horrible for me because everybody needed everything on a grid map so they could figure out their stupid attacks of opportunity and five foot pushes and all this other nonsense that and, and and putting out little templates on there like i see people buying templates all the time like i want it exactly right here so it skirts just in front of this guy so it's going to be right in that square right there i'm going to make you make an attack roll to get it right in that square but the spell doesn't say that eh, i don't care <laughs> i i don't like that kind of exactness I like things to be a scrum, to be fluid, to be like, you're pretty close. Maybe you should back up. You know, so, uh, you never had to do mobility stuff in the military, did you? One of the things they taught us for grenades is everybody keeps a six meter spacing. I'm sorry, but uh, six meters, I'm still getting my legs cut off from underneath me. Like, I understand that. Now, I get it. That's that's where, like, the whole death range is. Like, one person might die, but at least the other three shouldn't. I don't care. I know that that shrapnel goes a hell of a lot farther than that. So so I don't have to be that accurate with it. So anyway, let's get back to... Um, so we were talking about character movement. For example, race between two opponents with equal speeds. GM can allow the character who's winning initiative, perhaps rolled every round instead of only once at the beginning, to increase the gap gradually between the other runner. In a game like this, while I like initiative rolled every round, it doesn't... Ex it isn't the... That isn't what this game does. I would only use it if it was just me versus another character. And by me, yeah. I mean one player versus another player, or one NPC versus a player, or whatever. I wouldn't do that because then the other characters in the group be like, I had the highest initiative, now I'm last, how'd that happen? You know. But, again, it's all about cinematic. Do what's right for your group. Sure, sometimes a group needs to be TPK'd because they're dumb. But do what's right for the cinematic, for the story of your game. Uh, resolve long distance for GM to establish a certain number of combat rounds between the starting point and the goal. That's something that's done in like every game, but you know what? If this is the first game you ever picked up, this is a good sentence to have in there. Movement speed. I don't want to keep precise track. Okay, uh, converting kilometers per hour to meters per round. Uh, he gives it there. Jumping distance. There is a chart above. Do you really want to go over all that or no? Oh. Okay. Defense. This is now we're back to something important. There we go. Important stuff. It's not an action, but it is a reaction. Mm -hmm. So, just just the reason I'm saying that is it's kind of like your auto dodge for another or an game. Auto parry. Or Depend. an auto parry. Yeah. It's an attempt to avoid being hit by an attack that includes dodging, parrying, diving for cover, and civ similar defensive maneuvers. For the five D's of dodgeball. Five D's of dodgeball. There you go. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If a character is a target of an attack, I mean, immediately... Oh, I just said they. Attempt to defend against it. Defenses are not dependent on initiative order, but resolved as the attack roll is made. A defense roll represents dodge. Okay, we already did that. Defending character rolls two dice and adds the defense combat value to the result. The enemy defense, melee defense, and rage defense attributes may increase the defense combat value when appropriate. Defender's total roll is equal to the sum of the dice rolls, defense combat value, and any modifiers. We showed that chart above. I'm, I'm saying it slower, though, so you can see where we're getting all this. If the defense roll exceeds the opposing attack roll, the attack was successfully dodged, blocked, or parried. Each character can attempt only one defense against a particular attack. Though a character may defend against more than one attack in each round. This right. pretty much stops a character from getting pwned in five seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, three to four seconds. <laughs> oh, or one to ten, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now, here, here's the cool thing. Uh, attackers have a severe advantage than defenders unless the defenders have an attribute that increases defense because it's more than likely your attacker is going to have an attribute that's going to add to their role. They have a gun. They have a sword. They have something that that is is a ranged or melee attack attribute that is going to add to their attack role. But if you don't have some kind of attribute of your own or item to add to your defense, you're at a severe disadvantage. You're going to average a lot less on your role than your attacker is, is going to, and you're probably going to get hit. That's why that that's why defending with a shield here comes into really important. Usually reserved for level one attributes. Some larger shields have the potent enhancement, which gives the character a minor edge. I understand. You have a you have a giant kite shield, you plop that down on the ground, and you behind that, you're basically invisible. I mean, they have to attack around corners now to actually hit you. So yeah, you get an edge. Small shields without the potent enhancement may provide situational benefits during combat as determined by the GM and player. For example, a small shield may defend in a 90-degree arc wherever the shield is pointed. People attacking from behind you, you would not get the benefit of that in your defense role. You would lose that. You would, it would be just, just DCV plus two dice, not DCV plus whatever level of shield you have plus two dice. Mm -hmm. I get that. That's good. Well, but, remember there there are also attributes. Yeah, yeah, there are, there range, are range defense, are melee defense. defense. Yes, that are general defense. But if if you want to do defense on the cheap, putting points <laughs> into items is a lot more economical way to to get that defense and save a lot of points. So that's why they I, I think that's why they gave shield as a specific example because it is the cheapest way to get a good general defense. Throw it into an item. It's basically locked on your forearm. The odds of you losing it are very small unless you're Captain America and you throw it. You're probably not going to lose it or have it taken well, from you. Remember, if it's a capital I item, it should never be taken away from the character unless the character, like you said, willingly does something like throw it. throws it, exactly right. Yeah, or is dead. Yeah, or, the, or, like there's, yeah, or there's a story hook. Right. Yeah. Well, they, they, it could be done by by some sort of story hook, but the character is sure. supposed to have the item back next adventure. Otherwise, why would the character have wasted the points into it? So, um, yeah. defending in a vehicle, if the vehicle is target of attack and is driver or pilot, usually it's driver or pilot usually makes the defense rules. Vehicle is unable to maneuver, trapped in confined space, for example. GM may decide that I can't defend at all, and honestly, that can happen with you know anybody. If you're in a situation where, sorry, it's a coup de grace or you're not moving anywhere, your back is to a wall, and you've got three swords at you like that, move and die kind of thing. You, you just better hope that you can take that damage and live. But I like how it says defending the last sentence in defending in a vehicle. A vehicle driver cannot normally defend against attacks made by a character who is riding in or on it. Now, I like the first part. I hate the second part. Riding in the vehicle, I completely get. If I'm in the back seat and and uh, and the uh, driver is is driving Mr. Heathen Dog, and I decide to pull out a knife from behind him and slit his throat, he's just dead. He's just dead. We're also probably going to crash, but whatever. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> but riding on the vehicle, that means I cannot defend from someone who is on top of my car 
It happens all the time in the movies. So I don't, I, I would, I would adjudicate against that last one, but so someone who is like, you know, in the car with you can get basically a free unguarded attack on you. At least the first one is I, going I, to, on that second part that, that you're talking about, I would just say it's going to be case by case. I think nine times out of 10, you're right. I, I don't yeah. want to try to make an argue argument for it, but I'm sure there is one for it, but I, I would say the same thing. Oh, you know what? No, there, there, there is a scenario where someone on top of the car can get a complete undefended attack on the driver. That is if the driver does not know he's there. Sure. But I mean, I guess the way I see it, I mean, if how would that ninja on top of that car and you, you take your sword and you put it right above the driver's right above the driver's part of the roof and go, yeah. I'd say, meh. Okay. He didn't know you were there. The ve the vehicle would be considered some some points of armor, as Fair. would you know, and it could miss. But yeah, as far as just rolling a defense, no, that would be a target number twelve or fifteen kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. That, that would. Yep. Oh no, it would go back to uh to being prone but choosing not to dodge target number twelve, which is average. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, yeah, twelve, uh, fifteen, because you're also you know slicing through the vehicle or something. I mean, and you can't see. But well, what, what, whatever it happened to be, yes, whatever. I mean that yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, Duncan says also ninja on a train. Train can't swerve. Well, that that's to attack no, the no, train we're itself. Talking about the, the train yeah. engineer, yeah, would not have a defense role just because the ninja is on the train. No, yep. no, <laughs> but, but he is right. <laughs> the ninja can attack the train, no problem. <laughs> oh, no problem. Yeah, the, the train's getting hit, but I don't think the train's going to care. Choosing not to defend. We already talked about that. Defense in non-combat situations. GM may also allow a defense role in non-combat situations, such as accidents, in which quick, quick reflexive action can benefit the character. Okay. And leap. Uh, this can include leaping out of the way of a speeding car. You talked about that. Diving for cover to avoid sudden explosion. So saving throws kind of thing. Yeah. If of. not fighting a particular opponent, the GM should assign a target number rather than ask for an opposed role. Well, that makes, yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense. A defense role is also appropriate in some sports events to represent the ability to intercept a pass or hit an oncoming ball. Again, because you're not doing this against a specific character, you're doing that against a ball, an inanimate object. You're doing it kind of against yourself or your position correctly, as we described before. How do I feel like our Discord's going weird right now? Okay. Ready for damage? Let's damage some people. All right. Obviously, if you hit somebody, you do damage, right? Okay, so damage can occur... From disasters such as falling crashes, so this is non-combat damage. GM okay. should assign the amount of fixed damage determined on the severity of the disaster from five to ten for minor, twenty to fifty. Uh, just just to give an example, the character I rolled up or rolled I, I created today had forty hit points. I used a seventy-point character. Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember, that's what heroic, or is that just under heroic? That's adventurer, I think. Yeah. So it's above normal human, but not you know some crazy heroic person. I did seventy points. My character had 40 hit points. So let's consider that for just a moment. So 5 to 10 damage. So I could take up to a quarter of my life if I fall in properly. Okay, I get it. Uh, 20 to 50 for major incidents. So major incidents could, in theory, be life-threatening, right? Yeah. Has a has a percentage chance to kill you. Not not Probably about, what, 20, 25% chance to kill you. And I'm sure some of this is also taken into consideration based on, well, first of all, obviously the scene, but my characters are 70 point characters, not 170 point characters. So I'm probably going to lean closer to 20 than to 50, but you never know. Again, the scene will dictate that. And of course, 60 to 100 for massive and perhaps, no, that, I mean, for my character. That'd be definitely fatal. Yeah. Well, 
No, we haven't got into that yet. But oh, I'd be, the armor, right. Well, no, no, not, not even the armor. You have a negative hit point value. Oh. Equal, equal to your positive. So if it was 60, I'd be at negative 20 and, and on my way to dying. You are dying, but not dead. Got it. Oh. But, she is but dying. They're, they're fighting so well. Oh, that is a she. Wait, is yeah. that, are these supposed to be the same characters that we've been fighting throughout the book? Because I always thought this was a he. Nope, that, the, the one in white is a girl. The, okay. the one in the red vest seems to be a boy. Maybe I had it backwards. I don't know. Um, okay, so weapon damage. The weapon attribute is used to find most attacks that are innate to the character, such as spells. That's what I do with mine. Key mm -hmm. powers are fiery breath. Now remember, let's, let's, let's slow down a second. Weapon attribute. It means you literally select weapon and then say spell. Or uh, built into items like swords or guns. This is different. This is an item attribute. Okay, so if it's an innate ability, it's a weapon. If it is something that you hold, go bam, 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 and can be taken away, lost, whatever, it's an item. Mm -hmm. a, a large number of weapon items are detailed in uh, items chapters. If a character successfully attacks using a weapon attribute, multiply the weapon attributes level by the character's damage multiplier. So, Which is uh, usually five. Yes, I think uh, I'd have to look at mine. M mine, I didn't write it on this one. So let's just, for example, one of my spells, the uh, is a three. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it was raised to a four. That's for the touch attack. So for my touch, kind of like what I called my my hand of burning, <laughs> I could touch somebody. It's rated at four, level four. So times, I think my attack value. Yeah, my attack value was five, or was it four? Ah, god dang it. Well, let's just say it's five because that's the base, right? Or I mean, that's so the or the weapon attribute level which is four by the character's damage multiplier which is five so that's 20 points of damage i would do with my touch attack sure add it to the attack combat value which is four so now we're at 24 to determine the damage inflicted so my my burn attack if i can touch you does 24 points of damage this attack combat value includes bonuses from attack mastery, enemy attack, melee attack, oh, and ranged attack. So wait a second, I have ranged attack at two. So that is now 26. 26 points of damage I do. Uh, uh, I have range attack, I have range attack of two. I know you do, but that should only count toward range attacks, not melee attacks. If you no, have a melee attack attribute. Oh, you know two. what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is a touch spell. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a touch you spell. You have to have melee attack attribute. So, so, so I have, uh, right. So, okay, so if I did my Hadouken attack, that's uh, power level three. Cost five, but, it, but it, unfortunately due to enhancements, went down to a three. So that's three. D -d 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 if character successfully test uses that, so uh, three times five is 15. Plus the four is 19. Plus the two more, so then I would get 21. Yep. For a 100. And I would get to roll four dice with that bad boy because I took the accuracy or whatever it was called. The, so, the major, the major yes, edge for accuracy? Yeah, yes. Oh, wow. And, right. and it goes 100 meters. I can wow. hadoken right. the crap out of some people for 21 so points damage. Hit. Yes. Well, maybe. But it also, just so you if I want to know my limiters, where I took hands. So that's where I came up with the Hadoken thing, because I was like, well, it's supposed to be a fire dart, but it requires two hands free in order to use it. If you grab wow. one of them, or if you tie them up or whatever, I can't use the ability. I actually have to have two hands free in order for it to work. I, I, you know, I need limiters. Anyway, but uh, we'll move on here. <laughs> um, example, undercover cop. 
Ryoko Yamaga, uh, Yamag, Yamagi. Oh, there we go. I want another accent. Uh, Ryoko Yamagi, my wife's going to come in here and yell at me for how I pronounce that, successfully strikes Toshi, a drug-dealing Yakuza punk, with her depleted uranium-weighted combat yo-yo. That, is, that happened to us, yes. I don't like, this is why I don't like anime. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, and this is part of the whole magical schoolgirl thing. I get it. I, I'm too serious for anime. Um, her yo-yo is a level 2 weapon item with no enhancements or limiters. So, obviously, for this example, they're just doing it to keep it basic. Right. She has a damage multiplier of 6 and attack combat value of 5. Holy crap! That's a, that's a badass yo-yo. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Ryoko's, uh, Ryoko's yo-yo attack inflicts 17 damage on Toshi. Level 2 weapon, times 6 damage, plus 5, equals 17. There you yep. go. So, that's, that's, ouch! That's a yo-yo. <laughs> yep. That's some serious yo-yo action. <laughs> God. Uh, size damage, if your character is in your side, Okay, uh, if, if you remember from uh, episode one or two, I forget when we talked about size modifiers, I'm not going to get into that. You'll have that incorporated on your character sheet. Yep. Weapon damage default, when a weapon delivers damage without much character intervention, such as caltrops on the floor or a guided missile impact, assume the damage multiplier is five and do not add any attack combat value. So, weapon. Weapon level stop. times five. Unarmed damage. Now, this is where it gets a little different. Oh, it says right there. Equals attack combat value. So, if I were to punch somebody with my character, uh, my attack combat value is four. I would do four points of damage. That's it. Now, if I did that touch attack spell at the same time, well, that's what we say it was, 24? Yeah. So, anyway. There, uh, there's something I want to see, uh, read. Uh, there's a free, okay, there's a free weapon attribute that all characters automatically have. Such attacks are considered a level zero weapon with the stun enhancement and non-penetrating limiter. That's basically a punch. Yeah, you're not going to bust through shields or anything like that. No, punch or a kick, whatever. Yeah. Consequently, the damage inflicted upon a successful unarmed attack is simply equal to the uh, character's attack combat value. Now, my character is a cat girl, so I came with claws. Um... So, <laughs> it was part of the Nekojin thing. I didn't add it in. Whatever. <laughs> An exception. Uh, super strength attribute. Since such powerful characters also gain plus five damage to the unarmed attacks for each level of super strength. So, if you took two levels of super strength, that would be... Plus so, for my, for my character, for example, that'd be 14 points of damage. Mm -hmm. But I didn't take that. Armor ratings and damage. To do the force uh, attributes, so where is it? if this reduces damage to zero or lower, the attack bounced off or was absorbed. So if you do less, so if the armor rating's 10 and I do four points of damage with a punch, guess how much damage that person takes? A whole whopping zero every time. Well, now uh, Saber Expert also <laughs> says that if you want to, if you want to make an unarmed attack based character like a monk, you would take, yes. you would take weapon unarmed, <laughs> you know, unarmed and then level that up. Right. And this was specifically about about right. everyone has this at yeah. rank zero right. everyone can punch and kick it just unless unless you have a weapon attribute attached yep. to unarmed combat it just sucks yeah exactly yeah exactly uh penetrating piercing weapon reduces the effective armor rating by 10 for each assignment so like my cat claws have penetrating one so 10 points of armor just automatically i ignore so my four points of damage now actually do something if it is a really small shield. I mean, a shield of 10 is kind of low. But yeah. hey, if that's what it is, 
I penetrate it. If not, well, then it's, you know, if it's 20. It has to go through and that four probably is not. Conversely, the non-penetrating weapon limiter increases the effective armor rating by 10. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, great. So, continuing the example, if Toshi is wearing a light body armor with an armor rating 10, this value subtract, subtract, can't talk. From Yo-Yo's 17 damage, leaving only 7 damage inflicted upon Toshi. Mm-hmm. Pretty standard for like every game you've ever played ever that uses this type of system. Yeah. But, you know, for a new player, this is what's needed. So, Damage health points. If the target has no armor rating or if some damage penetrates, reduce the target's current health point total by the amount of excess damage. For example, my character has 40 hit points. So if that punch that 17 hits, ow, I'm now down to 23. I don't like that. If the character's current health points ever drop to zero or lower, zero or lower, the target is immediately knocked out or ceases to function if an item receives damage, or if you're a robot, whatever. Right. Further damage may kill the victim. See page 194. Oh, look, we're there. This is where things... I actually looked through this a little bit. This is where things get a little weird. The massive damage attribute... Oh, maybe it's not here. There's something in here where if you start taking all types of incredible damage, it's just like you're dead. You just flat it. You turn into chunky salsa. Deal right. The massive damage attribute adds plus one per level to the character's damage multiplier. If the attack is of the style specified. Remember when we talked before about swords or undead? Yep. Well, that doesn't mean you use undead as a weapon. That means you have a preferred target like rangers in second edition AD&D. Yeah. Super strength and damage. Each super strength level adds plus five. Each super strength... Uh, level adds plus one to a character's damage multiplier when using normal melee and thrown weapons, as well as when using weapon attacks. Wow. With the muscle Also in hand, yes. So that's like a bow that is actually tied to your strength. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Or a, if, or, or a club that is, that is weighted properly for, for your, you know, size and strength. Yes. The, uh, the, da- uh, the plus five damage bonus does not also apply. The character only re- receives the plus one damage multiplier bonus, which is probably five or higher anyway, so who cares? <laughs> like, like, it's still a win. <laughs> so, low or no injury tax. The damage delivered effectively zero. Come on, if it's zero, it's zero. Weapons with an effective level negative one. Uh, what? Have utility? Oh, okay. So basically, they do no damage, but they have some sort of utility, like sticky in place, or shock you, or stun you, or something like that. But don't yeah. actually do any damage. Yeah, okay. but but the the extra enhancements that you put on it could could go off just because the attack was technically successful. <laughs> Sheriff says, "Not in Conan. You use a leg as a weapon." Okay, fine. Uh, actually, uh, actually, he's he's not far off. Uh, I remember in my old World of Darkness uh, vampire campaign. Uh, someone actually specialized in uh, um, in uh, melee combat or uh, weapon combat, uh, dead body blunt, where <laughs> they would kill someone and then use their body as a weapon and get an extra die to hit with dead bodies. It happens. All right, effects of damage to a character. So uh, should a player character or NPC ever drop two zero below Suffer severe wound and are rendered unconscious from the trauma. Oh, I didn't see the severe wound thing when I read this earlier. Uh, if a character is reduced to a negative value of the health points, for example, negative 40, well, that would be me. Uh, you see, has also suffered a mortal wound and will soon die. Or possibly fall into a coma. 
depending on the tone of the game. Unless medical attention arrives promptly, the GM may allow a dying character to linger long enough to say a few last words or perform some other final heroic action. I will go down in a blaze of glory. What was that Earth on? Was it the Lightbringers or whatever? Was it the Lightbringers that could go uh, that could go down in a blaze of glory? The one last, the Undying Curse or whatever it was. Something like well. Earth, Earth, Earth on gives gives everyone the. Oh, that was blood magic. To, yeah, everyone has has a chance to go out in a blaze of glory. Yes. <laughs> uh, death in death in a game. Uh, sorry, death in a game adventure can occur rarely, often, or never, depending on the tone. Okay, that's fine. Character uh, characters responsible for keeping powers in check, not laying waste to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just. Uh, Stuff you can read this later. Wounds may require medical attention, and knockouts, concussions, and comas are all possible, but death only occurs when a player announces that the character has had enough and is seeking to inflict mortal injury. So I want I want to I want to compare this to another game real quickly. In Forbidden Lands, that game is a dark game, uh, generally speaking. You you know a little bit about it, right? From yeah. things I've talked about. It's it's a pretty grim world. Mm-hmm. However, you still can't execute people without suffering i think it's a willpower hit it's been a while since i looked at the book so anybody who hears me talk about this and knows the actual answer sorry but um but it's like a, i think it's a willpower hit you can't just coup de gras people in forbidden lands because as psychologists have known especially when people are knocked out it is really hard to build up the desire and courage to kill somebody i like that system you can still do it um, if you're cold-blooded, if you have the cold-blooded talent, you can just do it like that without even thinking about it. Eh, whatever. So basically, you're a psychopath. Here, I like how it's the same thing. You have to declare your intent. It doesn't just happen. Not everybody dies instantly. You have to declare your intent to kill. Playing with this rule gives players the freedom to let loose a little, but still maintains the option for intense role-playing. I yeah, like it. It's the, it's, it's the Superman problem. Really. I mean, uh, Think about it. Superman is so strong in many comics. He's moved the freaking moon. If Superman punches you, <laughs> you you explode. You would just explode. That's a mega damage punch. <laughs> exactly. You would just blow up. You would you would you would turn in into some kind of red uh, red uh, condiment, and that'd be it. That that would mm-hmm. be the story of you. Yep. All right. But this game gets around that obvious physics problem by saying that. Yes, you can you can do your full damage and all that stuff. You 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 can feel like you're doing all this cool stuff, but you will not just you will not kill outright kill your opponent unless you state you are outright trying to kill your opponent, which I like. I yep, like it I a lot. That. It get it gets around the the having to pull your punch, making a roll to make sure yep. you do that. Oops, I accidentally hit too hard. You know, accidentally killing someone is awful for player morale awful and they completely get around it in this game which i really really like and and saber expert i agree with everything you put in there it depends on the type of game you're running and so forth so i i I absolutely agree with that i don't like murder hobos anywhere but at the same time if you're in a dungeon killing goblins goblins are the enemy they're not they're not humans or they're not people they're goblins by the way uh i have a shirt that says that Hey, check this out. Where is it? Why is it not showing? Oh, I have to show it. Come on, uh, clicking on that. I'm, I'm switching up the share screen for a second here. Because this is an important uh, public service announcement. Let's just do it this way. 
The only good goblin is a dead goblin. There it is. You you can buy that shirt on our store. Legion dash uh, oh no Legion dash I'm saying dash for you Heathen Dog. Legion you. dash of dash myth dot redbubble dot com. The only good goblin is a dead goblin. All right, let's go. Uh, Saber X is right. Yeah, drop a link in chat. Uh, well, let's see. I can maybe do that to that one. Yeah, but Saber X, Saber X, absolutely right. You, uh, you want the player to intend on killing someone in an anime game. Nobody gets killed by accident in an anime. Yes. Nobody. It's always either a, a dramatic death of an NPC that enrages the protagonist into action, or it is the the uh, the villain or hero deciding to kill somebody. Jabronis that don't matter, they die all the time. They're not your problem. All right, and 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 NPCs who live in a in the in the, in the city that was blown up by the evil character. Well, the evil character actually decided to kill them, so that actually counts as well. By the way, that doesn't look like the link I said because that's how it translates itself when you get to the site, but that'll get you to all of our uh, items. <laughs> okay, let's move on to recovery. And oh, by the way, since you know, may as well just put it up there. Hey, subscribe. Okay, now we're at recovery. A character who lost health points or stat points due to damage may heal naturally or be repaired for mechanical characters. I, I, sure. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. It's part of me is like, why did you have to say that? But you know, somebody would do it. But, well, I guess I can't be healed. <laughs> so no, it needs to be. There. Health points regenerate a rate equal to the character's body stat for each day of rest. For example, character body stat of five rejuvenate, rejuvenates five health points daily. The healing rate doubles if the character is in the care of someone with the appropriate skill group. Oh, that's what I missed before. Remember when I said before it can double up? Yep, there the it is. Yeah, if, but if, if you, you are under like group. a nurse or a doctor under the health care of someone, you know, then yeah, double. Got it. Yep. I haven't talked to Garthon in ages. I don't even know if he still exists. I think he's just a figment of people's imagination. Um, health points lost as a result of a weapon attribute with a stun enhancement. Are recovered at a rate equal to the character's body set every hour, and that kind of makes sense. You know, you you get into a boxing match, and you know, you, you usually you can pretty... be knocked out, and a couple yeah. hours later, be walking around. You probably won't feel great, but <laughs> got that fat around. eye. But you know, yeah, recovering drain stats, stat points lost as a result of weapon attribute. The drain enhancement returns the rate of one point every hour. That's actually kind of nice, but you want to get the characters back in the game too. So I, I get yeah. it. That, that's generous to me, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, when the fight is over and it doesn't matter anymore. I, I, yeah. Um, items such as weapons, vehicles, uh, uh, this repairing equipment and other gadgets can become damaged in the course of adventures. Characters can repair damage to equipment by making appropriate skill roll, usually applying either the occupational, technical or scientific groups as best suited to the work. If the object has health points, each successful skill roll repairs, repairs 10 health points. Each skill roll should take approximately one day of work. So even if uh, you're a robot or you've got something that's got like 50 hit points, it's going to take a few days to fix it up. So, any mechanical? Yeah. Obviously. Oh, but, but I would say if you are under the care of a, of a proper mechanical technician, you can double that. Hey, you know what? Organic people under the care of a nurse get to double theirs. 
Guess okay. what? Fair enough. Well, robots get to double theirs too. Shut up. <laughs> okay, sure. Energy points. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue it. So, okay. Uh, energy points represent a character's reserve of personal stamina, luck, and spiritual power. They're used to power attributes that have the deplete limiter, which, by the way, all of my spells that I took have the deplete limiter. Okay. So basically, it's like ISP or PAP, whatever, PSP from, uh, from Palladium. PPE, yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, and I had 40. And each one of these things, well, two of them cost me 10 to use. The other one cost me 20 per minute. But it only lasts a minute. So it's not like I'm going to be using these things all the time. No. Um, so, and maybe drained as a result of attacks by weapons with the enervation enhancement. That For a character like mine, where one spell is a quarter of my total ability to do this, that enervation is uh, is a nasty, nasty beast. Hmm. Uh, the GM may rule. By the way, you recover. Okay, look, you you recover every hour. Okay, let's let's just because I would kind of want to move on here a little bit here. You can read the book word for word, but um, it talks about here fatigue, we're running, and so forth. But you recover the stamina every hour instead of every day. Yeah. But the only important part of the whole fatigue thing is if you get to zero zero energy point total you collapse due to exhaustion mm -hmm. until you get something back yep okay so the 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 and any uh any attribute that drains energy points mm -hmm. is useful whether that person uses energy points for their powers or not because if you can drain them to zero they fall over and, and right here it's it's, it's a uh, mind plus soul so a seven mine, three soul, regains five energy points because it's ten divided by two because you divide them by right. the two stats. So dramatic feats. A character's energy points. Now, now, do you remember when I talked to you guys many, 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 many moons ago when we first played Earth on first time ever? You guys were fighting Jehuthra, and it was never written in the book, but I read it on Strands, which used to be a website for Earth on. I know. Uh that talked about you could spend legend points to help rolls and you could spend legend points like if you're in that just that needed situation you could spend legend points to help you out and you guys actually had to do that to get out of that Jehuthra's web mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you were playing then I know Bob was for sure there because he's the one that did it but still that's what this is kind of like a character's energy points can also represent a character reserve of luck or karma that can be used in moments of high drama or extreme emotion to transcend a character's normal limits only player characters and significant npcs may use energy points this way so the mooks don't get to do that no a moment of high drama is one in which something the character holds dear is at risk this could be the character's own life of course which uh, should usually be something that transcends that, such as the safety of a loved one or close friend, or the success of an important cause. I could even see it with those uh, team-building characters, I forget what it's called, Senpai or whatever, I could see it being them as well. When somebody in the team is being hurt because of their bonuses and so forth so that they get for being part of the team. In such circumstances, energy points can be spent to temporarily, pro temporarily, my god I can't talk, provide a bonus to any dice roll the character makes. The character may spend these energy points after, after, this is an important thing, and Earth Dawn is like, yeah, I still have to do it beforehand. After rolling the dice, each plus one bonus to a die roll burns 10 energy points. I'm, I'm okay with it being after the fact. It's like, oh, I missed it by two. Well, do you have 20 EPs? Yeah. Well, there you go. You can, you can do it. Spend that. Put that extra effort in, 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 uh, in the year zero engine. It's called pushing the roll. It's like, 
you really need to do this. You might suffer something from it. In this case, you suffer the energy points, but you, you're pushing that role. You're going for it, and you're going to make this happen. It is a dramatic scene, and you're going to be the hero of the day. A character may add maximum die roll bonus equal to the soul stat. So if your soul stat's only three, well, you can't go, you can't add four. Sorry. Energy points spent activating a dramatic feat return at the character's normal recovery rate. This is a more, I guess you'd say, classical type of picture. Yeah. Okay, that was combat. That was combat. I was planning on doing chapter 10 items. I don't think to, we have, I don't think today. we have You know what, I, I think you're right. I, th I think we're going to leave this one just at combat. I was going to go through uh, items and companions, I think it was, but I guess we'll do those next week when Heathen Dog's not here. I'll have to try to swindle somebody to come on the show with me. Yeah, you have companions for chapter 11. Um, do, do, where's, and I think after that, it becomes how to play the game, right? Still in companions. Lots of companions. Lots of companions. Well, there's, there's lots of different genres. Well, right, right. No, I'm not complaining. Just playing, okay, playing Bessem. So yep. that, that'll, that'll be, that was the one I was, okay, so we've got probably two more episodes then because chapter 12 through the end is going to be really quick because we're definitely not going to go through word for word of what it means to be a game master, blah, blah, blah. But next week, we're going to do items and companions. Oh. Whew. All right. Now, I, was, I, I was looking for a picture when we were going over dramatic feats. I, I, was, I was looking for a picture to share. The, there are only two scenes in Highlander 2 that aren't complete and utter garbage. Highlander 2? Highlander 2, the movie. Highlander 2. Dude, there are only I, two I, scenes that are not complete and utter garbage. One of them is when Ramirez... Uh, gives up his life to to uh, to save McLeod, and what he does is he does this cool little speech on how everyone is born with uh, with a full measure of life, and most people just go through their lives and watch it drip away one day at a time. But if you can summon up all of the measure of your life all at once, you can perform a miracle. And that that's and this dramatic feat thing reminded me of that summon up all of your all summon up not all but but su uh, su summon up your your energy points to go beyond what you normally could do to perform a task that normally would be either highly improbable or maybe impossible for you to accomplish and it immediately reminded that and i wanted to show the picture but i couldn't find the proper picture so man well, i think it's because of figment of your imagination there is no highlander too <laughs> Touche. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, so, got uh, it. yeah, that that that's one of those that no, no, no. I did not see the red bubble. No, no, there's no red shield. <laughs> no. Okay. Like um, skateboards. Like skateboard. Max, repress that memory. There it can't be a memory if it didn't actually exist. There you are. There it is. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, do you guys have anything in chat that you want to put in here? I, I got to tell you, I, I think we're going to talk for a moment because yep. I want I want to see. Um, well, let, let's stay on this. Let's stay on this topic first. Okay. With regard to the combat system, I, I, how do I want to say this? Okay, yeah, I know how I want to say it. I like this combat system because it is open. It's generic. 
My only concern with it are for the the metagamers. Remember what I said about metagaming earlier and what I feel about them? Are mm -hmm. the people that have to have a rule for everything or have to do everything raw. Rules as written. And I think that, that they're, even though the book says a bunch of times that, you know, effectively G G fiat. Yeah. As you saw with our discussions, there's room for debate that honestly doesn't belong at the table. But I will tell you that I prefer this than, sorry, heathen dog, champions. Now, the reason I say that is because champions is so well defined. There is no room to change. Again, G GM fiat always exists. I always yeah, believe yeah, yeah. that. So, but, so, but there's a lot less interpretation of the rules yes. in champions than there is in here. Yes. Right, right. And I would tell you that I would want to lean on the side of this game. I am not saying in any way, shape, or form champions is a bad game or the hero system is bad. I'm just saying that if I'm going to lean between the two, I'm going to lean towards what Bessem does. I, I like its openness. I think it, there could have been a little bit of clarity in there. One of the paragraphs we said it wasn't needed at all, but but even still, no, it wasn't a bad chapter. It isn't a bad system. Ultimately, it moves. It's cinematic. The only thing that kind of concerned me about it, like legitimately concerned me about it, but it concerned me in a way that I like, but I'm trying to picture it in the realm of this being anime superpower, weirdo people with cattails and so forth, is remember when I said I had 40 hit points? Mm-hmm. And that yo-yo did 17 points of damage. Yeah. That's pretty much half my life. Yeah. Three, three hits and I'm out. Yeah. Uh, the, the, armor, like the armor attribute, some kind of armor attribute is required in this game. It is required in my opinion. Absolutely. If you're, if you're a combat character, yes. Yeah. No, if you, if you end up in combat at all. Because the person attacking you is invariably going to have some kind of weapon attribute. They're, they're un, unless they're just punching you, and then you're okay. Then you're on equal footing, I guess, at that point. But someone is going to have either a weapon attribute or an item weapon attribute and is going to have a decisive advantage in both hitting you and damaging you then you are at at uh, at uh, dodging or and or getting uh, getting uh, damage mitigation. You have to have some kind of armor. It will not only in increase your your uh, your uh, DCV roll, but it will also mitigate the damage if you fail. So that's necessary, absolutely necessary. But the the game gives you an out. It gives you an out for that. Like in all the examples, it said light body armor. Light body armor it gives you 10 armor. Now, the body armor is cool because it can be gear and not an item. You don't have to spend points on it. You can spend money on it because no one's going to take it from you unless you feasibly take it from you unless they can teleport it away from your body until you're dead or you give it to them. Whatever. They, uh, you know, if, if you buy a knife as gear, they can just take it from you and destroy it or target it and destroy it, whatever. And it's gone. An item is differently because you spent points on it. So it has, it has different rules, but body armor gear. If you target it, you're targeting me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, 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 you're targeting me. I'm targeting the armor. Well, whatever, whatever the armor doesn't absorb is going to hit me anyway. So what the hell, you know, doesn't matter. So 
it's the, the, the game is giving you an out. You just have to recognize that it's doing that. If at the end of your character generation process, you find, you find the fact that you have absolutely no armor enhancement or armor attribute at all, you're not dead. You can buy some nice, pretty flak vest or, or, a or a not in this game. body suit or whatever. Nope. You can't you use no, any it's just gear. No, you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it in points. Yep. Then guess what? You gotta you gotta rejigger some stuff because not having some kind of uh, of uh, of armor attribute is a death sentence in this game on paper. When we talk about items uh, next week, uh, that that chapter goes into it. It basically costs half the points of a normal anything. Okay, so yeah, gear is an attribute you need to pay for, but it's super cheap. Well, then guess yeah. what? You be you better have some armor gear. You better have some armor gear because in th this game, as far as I understand, on paper. If you do not have some kind of uh, of armor attribute, you're just gonna fail in combat. You're gonna die. I, I think that die. that might be a bit hyperbolic. I mean, it depends on the type of game that, that you're doing. Because I'm trying to picture the anime that I've watched, which aren't a lot. Um, but I, I can picture a, a ton of them where where armor, well, or have no, I, armor I, I, spells, or 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 whatever. Um, so I think it depends on partially the type of game, also your role. Like, I didn't put armor on this character now. Do I think that may have been a mistake? I built this character intentionally to have three spells. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted three spells. I wanted a touch spell, I wanted a range spell, and I wanted an area effect spell. Because I wanted to see how it worked with the numbers. Right. So I didn't did, build did, this character for any other purpose than to kind of just test Did you the... get any armor armor attribute at all? No. Then don't go. don't ever go into a fight. Don't ever go into uh, a fight. So, so what, what I have with this character that would help me in that regard is uh now some of these aren't directly regarding armor i get it but i have lightning reflexes so i should win initiative uh doo -doo 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 -doo. i have uh i do have special movement but the main one is is the one magical spell i didn't talk about which is an area of effect spell that goes out three meters and it's basically a fire burst that happens all around me and i can select up to five targets Okay. So it costs me 20, I can hold it for one minute and it does whatever the, the damage, you know, the attack value, whatever. I, I'm guessing it'll be around 17, 19 points of damage, maybe 20. Let's just round it up to 20, right? So 20 okay. points of damage per round in that area. It's basically like a, a, f a wall of flame that comes around me. So okay. while I don't have physical armor, <laughs> I could still, you don't want to get right up in my face. Right, exactly. Now, uh, uh, Marhawkman has in DBZ, Goku and Vegeta actually do wear armor in combat most of the time. Vegeta wears armor in combat most of the time. Goku and and, and uh, everyone else usually does not. But all if 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 you were to if you were to transfer Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super to Besom, they all have ranged attack, chi attack. <laughs> whatever it is and they all have the uh armor chi defense attribute because all of them use use energy points and in dragon ball z energy points is chi so they they all have chi attacks and they all have chi defense armor where they beat it away or they just absorb it or scream and it, it just dissipates and just bounces off them. They well, all let's be fair. If you're talking characters of that many points, 
in a, in a Besom type game, it yeah. doesn't matter what it is. They've probably got all types of absorption and reflection and everything else yes. as well. Uh, saber expert. If if they get shot by guns and the bullets break on their bodies like Superman, so they would have armor attribute, not an I they do not. And I can prove this in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Gohan as a as a as an adult lunch gets shot with bullets. He has to either catch them or dodge them. They don't bounce off his skin. And there is a point where 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 Goku is sleeping. And Krillin, thinking he's all super powerful now, throws a rock at him, hits him in the head, does visible damage. They do not have, you know, hardened skin or physical armor like Marvel, you know, like, you know, Colossus or Juggernaut or Superman or anything like that. They have, they have their dodge, they have their parry, and they have their, their, their uh, armor chi blocking or chi attack blocking. Yeah, they have super high defense values and dodge stuff, but they don't have actual physical armor. Oh, are we done? Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. You're answering chat. That's all good. Is the YouTube chat not working or did everybody just leave the YouTube side? Everybody left the YouTube side. YouTube's bad. Oh, sorry. Um... Yeah, because uh, a couple of the people that were on the YouTube side uh, are the ones that want us to rant about stuff, and I've got I've got nothing. I mean, unless you guys put something in a chat for uh, for us to rant over that may have happened this week, I couldn't find any. Everybody's still talking about the stupid election, so uh, yeah. I mean, the only thing that was that happened is Wizards of the Coast and that company. There's another lawsuit against Wizards of the Coast, but I don't care. <laughs> like we cared about the Dragonlance thing because you know we like Dragonlance, so. Uh, so unless somebody puts something in the chat that we can go rawr over, I think we just jumped to segment three and just have a yep, short day today. Just, uh, give me a minute to go to the little heathen dog's room while you're setting it up, and uh, we'll we'll get going. Uh, well, if that's that, so we don't talk about fifth edition or Pathfinder here, <laughs> and and uh, the reason is because we both really hate it. So and and here's the other. I mean, to be fair, the, the the actual reason is because we hate it. I I own the player's handbook, and that's it. And that's only because I was in a game, and I'm one of those people that feels if I'm actually going to play the game, I should at least have the player's handbook. Um, but uh, also there are many 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 other channels out there that can talk about fifth edition much better than we can. And you know, our niches arguing about you know, well, one looking over new games and and talking about the things we really do know. And ranting about, you know, the current mess of the RPG hobby. Kind of like, you know, EVS and Cecil and them do with regard to, you know, the Comicsgate stuff. So, so, um, but, but that, that's the truth. Like, I mean, I can't stand the channels, but you can look at like Taking 20. You can look at Nerdarchy. You can look at, uh, was it DM to level three? Actually, I like his channel, kind of. Um, and some of the other ones, I, I, for, I forget the names of them out there. And you'll get much better fifth edition content than you'll ever get from us. Um, in fact, we got to think of a game to talk about or something to do after, uh, Bessem's done, but at least I got another week out of it. So it's going to be two more weeks of Bessem. So, uh, yeah, but normally we find some shenanigans going on in the, in the, uh, in the TTRPG sphere and kind of talk about that, but so accessible to use a person don't like it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, to be fair and here, just in case, cause I might say something dumb. Let me, let me end the, uh,
segment one and just call we'll call it segment two temporarily it just probably won't go to youtube as a segment two it'll be skipped over is uh you can look at our first ever rpg digest i hit some low-hanging fruit on that one where i decided to uh just talk about the different editions and uh I, quite simply i've hated dungeons and dragons since third edition i remember being in the air force uh back in 1999 no 2000 getting my copies of it the first words out of my mouth about the game were this is kami role-playing and i hated it from there because no gnomes cannot be paladins and you will never make an argument to me as to why a gnome it makes a paladin because no it does not tieflings are npcs only but they're in second edition as npcs only um the rest of the races are basically homebrew garbage uh if you want to play some sort of dragonborn that's fine but keep it in your homebrew game that doesn't belong in D D. uh i mean it can be in a setting absolutely i don't care about setting worlds because that's what settings are for but not in the core game it uh Watsi has absolutely stripped the heart and soul of D&D. I don't need Thacko. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you just have to have Thacko, don't you? No, I understand the concept of rolling higher. I don't like people whining about Thacko because if you can't do subtraction, go back to school. But with that said, uh, I don't have a problem rolling higher. My problem wasn't about the mechanics. My problem is quite literally about ruining the heart and soul of it by now saying that all races and all classes are equal. And 5th edition has just gone off the freaking deep end by now saying that orcs are people too. No, they're not. They're not. Biological essentialism is a real thing. Uh, Demi-humans are stereotypes. If you can't handle that, you are not playing Dungeons and Dragons. You're playing some, you're playing Watsy 3rd edition. Oh, oh crap! Oh, we got it. We got another banner. Look at that. Oh, we got a bot. Oh, look at that. We got three of them. Oh, dot. Are you? Strasvieti matrugi kaktila svodnia. Zatim vuzdis. Three bots. Wow, we're coming up in the world. We, we had a bot last night too. Susi mechui. You banning them? Oh no. What do you mean no? Well, I. Well, I'll do it now. Yeah. Can I ban them? Where the hell yeah. is the ban button? Go to Twitch, can, click on their name in the chat, and then you can ban. Oh, ban, there it is. I haven't done this in a long time. See, I don't make a habit of banning people. I love banning people. I just ban. I'm a, I'm, I love my ban hammer. How do I get to the... How do I get to... Okay, close that out. Do, do, do. By the way, I did actually speak Russian there for anybody who cares. Nobody cares. I know. I mean, they're all .ru sites, so, you know. I figured they'd want to say hello. Then I told them to suck my dick. Hot take. Orcs are like bots. Yeah. They have they have a purpose. And they stick Let's completely to their purpose. Uh, I want to see a gnome with two-handed sword. And I don't mean a long sword. Well... I could a gnome could in theory use a, a two-handed sword. Can gnomes be fighters in first, second edition? I can't remember. I think they can. I think they're Obviously. just le le level limited. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because I think everybody can be a fighter, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't have a two-handed sword. Yeah, but I mean, it would be a long sword. No, he wouldn't be using an actual claymore. That the, the hilt would be bigger than him. Mm. But. Uh, no more from World of Warcraft. But see, World of Warcraft is, is a different world. So, so this is one of the reasons you very rarely hear us complain about Pathfinder. We don't like it. I hate the people that belong to Paizo. 
but you very rarely hear us complain about Pathfinder because it is its own game. You can argue all you want about it. It's really just 3.5, but, but it's its own company, Paizo. It's its own game, Pathfinder. So I don't really argue about, about Pathfinder. I do argue about Dungeons & Dragons because it's got the name Dungeons & Dragons on it. Earthdawn has dwarves that can cast magic spells. I don't argue about it because it's built into the lore of that game. So I'm just one of those purists who says you don't get to change the lore of a game even if you change the mechanics. Pathfinder was well, it was a it was some people who did was a Dragon magazine. It was a, I think it was Dragon magazine. They they took up the mantle of Dragon magazine during the 3.0 3.5 era, and then Watsi decided, now nah, we're going to 4.0, and they're like WTF. So they said, forget that. So they quickly whipped out uh, their version, basically of 3.5, and uh, and people liked it. I just hate the people behind Path. I hate like pretty much everybody in Pathfinder. I mean, they used to have Jessica Price, and go look up that whore. Um, I like I like the idea of making a job system with stat requirements. What? Job system with stat requirements? Job system with stat requirements. I mean, if you're talking like you have to have like a, a, a ten intelligence or something in order to be a wizard, yeah. Or a job system like Final. You know, I kind of like the like the Final Fantasy thing where it's like you start off as a rogue and then transition into a ninja. I don't know how that would really work in a tabletop setting. Well, but, that would be called. What? Prestige classes would do it. Yeah, but prestige classes were all were way more diverse than that. This was like I start off as rogue, and then I become ninja. Or was it rogue combined? Actually, no. With uh, um. The, uh, the the Star Wars D20 RPG had a thing where you could you could go into another uh, core profession as long as it wasn't directly related to your own. Like, for example, you couldn't go soldier mercenary. You could go soldier technician, you know, core core class type thing. And, and, and or or you could go to a prestige class, which, you know, as, as long as you make the requirements, you can you can do no matter what you start out as. But yeah, yeah, you could you could go to different core class than that. So my Hawkman says he likes he likes roll stats, then choose a class based on the stats. The only problem, thank you, demonic Neko. That, that makes <laughs> so, a lot of players butt hurt. Well, it, I like the theory behind it because you're born, and then how you're born. Hey, this is just the luck of the draw. I was born with misophonia and bad eyes. Uh, so, but the problem with this is it does not make a good party. What if nobody rolls a decent wisdom and can be a cleric? And you need one in the group, or no, you know, everybody rolls high Christmas for whatever reason. Or, or you see what I'm saying? Like, I would rather build the party conceptually, uh, pick the class I want, roll the stats, put the stats in whatever order I need to for that. I still prefer rolling stats to point systems, but uh, yeah, p players should be able to play the class they want. I, I so like when I'm writing my game, you actually pick your class first. Then you pick your uh, then then you figure out your attributes because yeah. I yeah, want I mean, you to uh, know what you're gonna be. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, if 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 everyone in there rolls like a an, a maximum of an eight intelligence, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to have a wizard, you know. But if you allow them to move stats around, one of those six stats you roll is gonna be a nine. One of them, if not, dude, just stop. Try again. 
Saber expert, you're you're right. Playing a wizard with six intelligence is just bad gameplay. But my point being is, uh, you know, depending. I mean, I mean, if the stat system is place it wherever you want, and as long as you have you sit around the table, your session zero, and say, okay, you're going to be the rogue, you're going to be the thief, or I'm sorry, cleric, fighter, and so on and so forth, and you get that all figured out. As long as I can rearrange my stats how I want, I will agree with you 100 percent of the time. Roll stats first, then pick class. But obviously, I already said that we're picking classes. So, you know, the thing is, is, or, or if you roll stats and then say, hold up, I haven't placed them yet because who's going to be what? Maybe I've got the actual roles to be a paladin. Wow. That was good. So I like, you know, I was going to be a wizard, but I've got the stats for a paladin. I may as well do it. Right. Let's, let's do this. And, And that can swap up. The thing is, is giving the players the choice. Otherwise, if you don't do that, like, like Eden Doug said, they're going to be butthurt. Number one, number two, you might have a party of all fighters and that's just not conducive to a good tabletop game. Or, or success in, in many written adventures. You do require yeah. a, a level of diversity that all fighters just cannot give. The realism argument is dumb because if you have an 80 IQ, you're not going to... Well, that well, is true. Well, an, an, an 80 IQ is, what, isn't it technically average? It's on the lower end, is it? Not 100 oh, no, is 90, average. But... 90, 90 or 90, 95, something like that is average. But um, e- even if you're not smart, even if you're average or or on the lower end of average, you can still learn to do complex things. It'll take you longer. And you're not going to get any, say, plus one, plus two in the roll or whatever, but you can still be competent. But Hawkman, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, as a, as a DM, I am not going to be like, well, unless I've specifically tailored it up, like for when I ran the adventure where Sheris, Heathen Dog, and Garthon were all wizards. Each one played a wizard, and that's it. I did tailor to that, but that's because I had I had an idea that I wanted to go with. But if I'm running just a natural game, I expect it to be a diverse party. Yeah. Now, I might rule out a class for whatever reason. Like, I always tell people in Earth Dawn, although maybe in 4th edition I won't do this, but in, in, I always said, you don't want to be an illusionist, you don't want to be an air sailor, and you don't want to be a sky raider in my games. And it isn't because I don't like them. It's because, it's because that's not where the settings are going to be. Yeah. It's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna work the way you intended. So yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Heathen dog doesn't remember that, Sheris. No, I don't. We we do, but he doesn't remember it. Now i i have I have run campaigns where everyone was a cop because that was the campaign setting. Everyone was a cop, you know, because because that 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 was the whole point of the of the whole uh, uh, campaign was the the perspective was from the was from cops so everyone was a cop so basically everyone was a fighter to you know to simplify it everyone was a fighter but i built the campaign around that told the players that before they made their their characters so if you wanted to to be the csi cop you could be the CSI cop. If you wanted to be the, the, the computer technician cop, you could be, you want to be the detective. You want to be the sergeant. You know, the, the, those were all the classes that you could be. And I want to know you can do that and you will fit in the campaigns. Like, no, I want to be a criminal. Well, then you want to play in somebody else's game. You little ass hat. Now get out. <laughs> you know, that, that's one of the things that, again, I, we all know heathen dogs, thoughts and player agency. We got a shirt about it. Uh, but uh one of the things that, that I always find, like, I'm open, much more open than Heathen Dog to, to player agency, yeah, depending. But 
there are lines. And one of the things uh, that I learned as a game master over the years is you're not going to be the evil jerk off in the game, in a game that is all about good characters and aspiring to be heroes and so forth. Now, does that mean I would never allow an evil character? No, no, no. I'm just saying you have to know your place. As a player, I always ask the game master what the intent of the game is. Is it to just murder Hobo for, you know, three adventures and then we're done? To learn a game system? Uh, so, but I want to play an evil race character when the rest of the party's get... Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't care what you want. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That, if, if you want to play a lawful evil character and everyone else is lawful good, chaotic good, neutral good, whatever, it is doable. You can do your oh, alignment yeah. and do that. You, you can, you can be a viable member of that group and succeed in all your tasks. You can, but you should be prepared to get friction along the way and be prepared because you are, you are lawful evil. You understand rules, but you use them always to your advantage. That, that, that is, that is what I what I boil lawful evil down to just yeah, simplicity. Down. You're right. Yeah. You, you I, I'm with you, saber expert. He said it perfectly right there. That, that? that I've got, up. I've just grown tired. Of, I personally, I've grown tired of this over the years. And yeah, that's why I, I just say no. Stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, I, you, I, I mean, you know, I don't even allow it in my games and people are like, why don't you let the players do that? No, if they're getting to PVP, I have to stop the game. I have to figure out what's going on. Is something I have to change or something they have to change. And the chance of me changing something are low, depending on what it is. If it's situational, I'll do it. But no, I'm not. If you guys are going to be at odds, somebody's character's got to change or, mm. or players. I, I just, I'm done with it. It's just not something I want to deal with anymore. But to be fair, compared to, say, uh, Bruce Lombardo's uh, uh, game that he was running yesterday, that's way more, hey, Kat, that's way more freeform than what I'm willing to do. I could never run the game that he was doing yesterday, and I probably wouldn't even be a happy player in it. I like watching it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was a bad game. It just isn't for me in that context, because I believe in more role-playing. I believe in characters interacting more and having personalities. Um... And I make it sound like his game is a negative one, and not at all. It was not. It's, but theirs was just way more, too relaxed for me. So if I'm in my character's headspace, and there's an evil person here, there's always that doubt, what's going on? What's he going to do? When's he going to backstab us? What, what's what's going to happen? If I'm the game master, I'm always looking for, are you doing this to be a dick to the party? Or are you doing this because yeah, it kind of fits your alignment and it's okay? I just, I just don't want to deal with that anymore. I just really don't. Players that say they're able to separate character interaction from player interaction when it comes to PvP, I call bullshit. I can say, I say it can be done with these exceptions. Immediate family, co-workers. Hmm. So those are the two places. Friends, I can usually see it happening because they'll drink a beer about it later or whatever. But immediate family and co-workers, I 100% agree with you. Friends get kind of a coin flip. Oh, I missed Duncan's comment. My game, we got someone who's incubating a Cthulhu horror. Okay, I don't even want to read the rest of that. That can't be good. <laughs> it works because their character doesn't know it, and there there's ways of creating foils and dark sides without full evil. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yes. if if no one in in the party is is cognizant that you have an evil entity inside you that is 
influencing your decision making and actions uh except the 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 player that you told then you you can pass notes to this player you you can you can talk to this player privately hey when this happens you have to push them over here but you truly believe this this is the right thing to do even though the 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 evil thing incubating inside you has actually got little tendrils in your brain and is pushing your buttons from the inside basically you're riding you like a like a little skin suit oh okay like that, like that sword garthon gave me in the palladium game though the, hey, the hey bruce uh, l- let me let me get your uh let me get your link out there for everybody one more time thanks for coming by here i'm gonna get your channel up uh people go subscribe to your uh to your stream do, 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 do. Like I said, just because I wouldn't play necessarily in that type of game does not mean it was a bad game, number one. And number two, I had a lot of fun being over there. In fact, it took me away from what I was supposed to be doing for today. So uh, go check out Bruce Lombardo's stream. Let's, let's do this link. It's actually got his name in it. It's probably easier to remember. And boom, there you go. Go subscribe over there. Uh, some interesting uh, commentary videos, but a lot, I mean, I, I noticed something, like, something popped up in my uh, YouTube yesterday. It said he had, like, a game that he was playing 11 years ago. He's been on YouTube a minute. <laughs> so, it's like, wow. Okay. What's that? Just for a minute. Just for a minute, yeah. <laughs> so, go go over there, get, you know, hey, don't turn this off. I mean, you can open up a new tab, but go over there and give him, give him a subscribe. So, but thanks for coming by, Bruce. Really appreciate it. All right, let's uh, let's open this up to uh, people coming in. Works for me, so that means I have to put another link out there. Uh I'll uh, do it. Okay. <laughs> Always with the links. And remember, everybody, when you go subscribe to somebody else's channel, you make sure they know Legion of Myths sent you. That's right. All right, I not put Russian the link. bots. There you go. Not not the bots though. I, I put the Streamyard link in there. If you have a a mic, you can come on. You don't need a camera, and you can ask about anything we've talked about today, uh, especially Bessem. Um, if you have knowledge that we missed or we misinterpreted, love to hear it. I'm, I'm going to go one step further on something. This is our 2,000 subscriber episode, kind of. Kind of. If you come in here and you want to rail on something, as long as, long as it's gaming, tabletop gaming related, if you just got to get something off your chest, oh, we're going to we're going to reply, but <laughs> come on in here and get it off your chest. It could be a thank you. You don't have to or, yell or, at people. Or you know what? If, if you saw an, another video, another video on YouTube or a VOD on Twitch and you have a question about that, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that, too. That's fine. Any other game, any other video game, any other tabletop game. You know, any other topic we've had, yeah, we'll throw it out here too. I, I want to apologize because I think Bruce and some of the people he's talking to yesterday, uh, they were really, you know, looking at, at our rants and so on and so forth. Matt, just nothing's happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and no, yeah. Like- it's, it was all up to the election. And now it's still about the election, even though it's after the election and it's clear what happened. But some some people are saying that's not really clear. No, we got till so December twelfth or whatever, and then 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 it will be legally clear, and nobody, myself included, can complain about anything. So, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, so so it, that's been a tough. I want to rant. I I I wanted the show so I could just go and spout out my nonsense, so people like Duncan Idaho could hate me more. 
I always mess with you, Duncan, when I see you, but I do appreciate you being here. Uh, you know, I, I American Thanksgiving is coming up. Right? Yes, it is. It's coming up uh, this Thursday. Yep. Uh, this Thursday. And that's why Heathen Dog's abandoning me next week. That's hey, right. maybe one of you wants to come on the show. Maybe one of you comes wants to come on the show to practice your chops for next week for being next to me. Can you handle it? I don't know. The link is out there. Talk about how to make up. You can talk about how to make up some homebrew stuff. I don't care. Oh, oh Jesus. Here we got more Hawkman. Okay. Well, I'm going to lean back now. Oh, wait. I got yelled at for this. Hold on. There. He's on top. <laughs> Shut up, people. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I was just uh, thinking that uh, BESM seems like a setting where players and the GM would both end up making up crap as they go along while doing the story because you don't have this like setting where you have like 900 pages of monster manual so you just choose which of the 900 or so enemies are your well, the, the way, there are seven set seven yeah seven settings for the game we haven't got to it yet uh, it'll be at the end of the book but there are seven there are specific settings but at the same time if you wanted to make up your own whether it's uh you know a, a lotus war kind of thing or a, a sword art online sort of thing or macross whatever macross whatever you absolutely can do that in fact well, that's the intent well well using macross and uh sword art online though is that you know both of those are settings where you have like okay here you have like 900s and trotty mechas that are all mass produced junk models. And like, okay, now there's a special one over here that's the, the mini boss. What stats is that going to have compared to the other ones? Especially if it's like a unique character, because, you know, in even the Zentrati military would do custom hardware for their uh, for the the commander yeah. mechs. Yep. <laughs> For, for the Marauders, yes, I, I'm a BattleTech person, so it's it's a Marauder. Well, no, yeah, but in, in the in, in the in the Macross thing, the the uh, Zentradi rank and file were like they they were in the equivalent of Tie Fighters, like they were made of tissue paper. It was crazy. But I the, mean, the only reason that they had it was, was because it was cheap and you could mass produce it. And uh, so that would just be a lower that would just be a lower point exactly, mecha. They have yeah. they have mecha in the book. Yeah, um, well, and uh, and, well, and there are folios. There's a folio you can get out there that includes, I think, it's like seventy some NPCs, just as a, an example. So, so as you're saying, and I'll let you, I'll get back to you in a second. Um, yes, you absolutely. I mean, isn't that what everything is? It's just kind of made up. I, that, that's why when I run a Dungeons and Dragons game or when I run a Forbidden Lands game, it's just made up in how I feel the character's power level versus what I want them to fight. So it'd be the same thing in this. I just make well, mecha no, instead of he, minotaurs I, I think what he's saying is that you have to make up more because there's so many varied settings that you can do just pick a setting i mean well, like yeah. in, okay. in, in this specific case let's use Bretai as an example uh okay. in the uh first uh uh macross thing uh Bretai was the leader of the zentradi military who initially attacks Green commanders and trotty forces earth got it yeah Eventually turns into a good guy. Well, to be honest, he was never really an evil guy. He had a. But the Zenjati were the blue people, right? That did not with Earth. They were the giant people. The giant at yes. first, and then were miniaturized later, or yeah. some crap. Yeah. Correct. Okay, got it. Uh, right, was exceptionally large even by Zentradi standards, and his personal mech suit was something just off the chain. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you are the supreme leader of, of the of the Zentradi army. You are not going out in a little Zentradi pod. No, you're not. 
Okay, so the pod there was is like a is a is a hundred point item where the uh, where that where that dude is in a two hundred and fifty point item. Yeah, but, yeah, but again, like yes, that. you would have to construct that. the The game master would have to construct all of this in advance, or or uh, go to the the uh, the giant mech, you know online forum or whatever and copy some stuff over that's entirely possible too there's there's all kinds of stuff you can you, you can do that for and you know jigger some numbers here and there is that how every game is done well what's I, up I, I was just using free as an example of like okay this is a specific named character that needs to have like customized stats and you know the the basic gist of like how to decide uh just how overpowered compared to the players you want them to be <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas in, in Dungeons and Dragons, you have, you have that monster manual. And if, if you are, if, if you are facing a rank and file demon, here's their stats. If you're facing uh, uh, someone who lords over those, well, you got those stats right there in the same book. Oh, so I haven't done that. And so I never use base but monsters. A lot of people do. <laughs> Got okay. I I, I haven't done do. that in so many years because everybody knows the crap in the monster manual, or they look it up. So screw that. I there's no there's no such thing as a base creature in any of my okay, games. Well, but no, I got in, you now. In, in all in all games in 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 all games with a single 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 genre, there are base characters. Yep, and it's extremely useful when when putting together your own adventure because you have these base characters to draw from. In Bessem. Since you have so many genres available to you, even when you choose one, there won't be a whole lot of in-the-book uh, data for you to immediately pick and choose from. You will have to create some specialized content for your game, so it will be more GM-intensive behind the scenes. Yes, Marokman, I, I definitely agree that Bessem is more GM-intensive because of its versatility. Yeah, I mean, because uh, one of the things that's interesting there, and part of the reason why I decided I wanted to use Breitai as an example, even though that's something like really old and stuff, is because of the fact that every single one of the names in Trotty Commanders had a different custom mech. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, you, they, they seem to have their own specialized deal. Well, they all looked kind of similar they had arms and legs rather than just legs and they were kind of a maroonish reddish pinkish sometimes you know ex ex except for mira or mariah or whatever the hell her name was who ended mira. up being, being a good guy she had a blue one i think i i can't recall exactly but uh but yeah yeah they, they all had specialized mechs uh based on the the officer's primary attribute or primary fighting style so yes oh. there would be a lot of gm work to do something like that in a, in a, in a game that is not as genre focused. Like if you wanted to play Robotech, you pull out the Palladium Robo Robotech and bam, everything is laid out for you. Everything you need. This is the general officer mech. These stats go plus and minus 10%. These things go plus and minus 10%, depending on if it's a lower level officer, higher level officer, all that stuff. It's laid out for you. But Bessem doesn't do that. You have to create all of these different variations you need to build your immersive campaign. So yes, it is, it is a lot more uh, intensive. I, I just in realized something that you the dog missed that from a tabletop RPG standard might actually be uh, something to throw in that as a GM that to 
see if people pay attention. The actual reason why uh, Maria had a, uh, a blue mech was because she wasn't one of uh, Britai's soldiers. <laughs> she, she, she worked for uh, the other uh, uh, general. <laughs> yeah, she, she worked for one of the, the sub-admirals or sub-generals or whatever un underneath Britai. And she was a – were they all women in that, in that uh, yes. unit? Yes. Uh, uh, I don't the, the, the Centrati military had like each entire ship and like unit in like armored corps, whatever division, uh, they, company, yeah, division whatever are, was either male or female and never mixed the two because right. of the fact that they yeah. were all they were clone. created yeah, to be clones. They didn't have sex. They didn't care about that. Right. And the people who created them didn't want them to uh, reproduce naturally. <laughs> right. Which is where the whole thing with Maria gets interesting because of the fact that that's the first thing that happens after she gets uh, micronized. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she meets the greatest Veritech pilot ever. Like, god of all Veritech pilots. All right, let's and keep this on Bessem. Okay, sorry. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, move, moving moving to your original point, yes, Bessem will require uh, initial uh, game master, lots and lots of work behind the scenes to flesh out the genre you choose to create an immersive story. It doesn't have any anything predetermined and pre-ready because there are too many options to do something like that. You would have to have a book for each genre and it would have to be 500 pages per book. Well, that's like what the hero, the hero system had to do that. GURPS does that. So pretty yeah, much any yeah. point-based, open point-based system like this would absolutely thing, need right. to do it. Yep. So I, I see it as no different than that, except for that Bessem is easier than Champions. I, I can't say, I don't have enough experience with not at least not recently, and I was only ever a player in it, um, to say how that lines up. But definitely compared to hero system, uh, I'll take Bessem. In terms of making those kind of uh, being a game master or, or, or again, I'm not knocking champions. It was a fun game. It is a fun game. But if I have to pick between the two based on how this is set up, I'm picking Bessem. Fair enough. All, All right. right. Hawkman, anything else? Uh, I think that that's as good as there's Because I was just like, when did like, like the whole, it was one of those things that it's felt, like the way the book was worded, it was kind of sort of like hinting that you would have to spend however much time like writing your own book of uh, character sheets and stuff to, to, to play the thing. And I wasn't sure exactly how far it actually went on that. Well, like, like Saber X said, is that characters don't need stats unless you get into combat. I mean, I write even even for Dungeons and Dragons or Earth Dawn. I don't make character sheets for most of them i just have this is what the character is this is general he's a strong person whatever make a, a one sentence background or whatever in case something happens but i don't do stats if i have to do stats something's gone horribly wrong <laughs> so luckily this is just a tri stat game so i can whip out three stats on you know quickly but uh and saber expert is uh, is pushing you toward uh the tri stat discord server has a great oh. community lot lots of q a on that one apparently so uh, Saber Expert, if uh, go ahead and post the link for that if you want to. If you can't, uh, I'm on it, but I don't know how to grab a link from it. All uh, right, while he's doing that, uh, Mar Hawkman, thank you very much for coming by. Really appreciate it, and uh, yeah. I will I will see you later. See you. All right. Oh, now I'm over. Now I'm over here. <laughs>
Yep. In it's in Twitch chat. Here, I'll put it in both chats. Do do do. I will put this in both chats. Oops. Not if I do it that way. That was dumb. Well, actually, I only need to do it in YouTube. It's already there in Twitch. Oop. There you go. That is the Discord for uh, Tristat System, Bessem, and so forth. And, uh, yeah. Okay, I sent the link out again. Oh, we do oh, have share. Oh, shares. Pops in here. Boop. Hold on. Let me slide my ass down again. All right, Sharis, what you got? I hear nothing. Fix your microphone. Oh, maybe. Hello? I hear Bueller. tap tap. Bueller. <laughs> At the bottom of your screen, there is a cam mic button. Go ahead He's and push that. Because you can tell. Yeah. Yep. No, no, I'm not saying push the mute button. Push the cam mic button and test your microphone. In the meantime, while we wait for Sheriff, and we're, we're just going to call him names so because he, he can't say anything about it. Uh, neener, neener, not fire. Ah, oh, there, there he is. is. <laughs> no, it's set up to my alternate mic, so I don't know why I, gotcha. I did that. I gotcha. So, um, I haven't played the other games, but I own the systems, like Savage Worlds, uh, GURPS, and Big Eyes, Small Mouth. Which one would you recommend for a point-by system to create your own world and do all these type of things? Uh, hmm. all of them yeah i mean they all work it it it, it all depends on how deep the rabbit hole you want to go like uh like uh, uh max was saying if uh the 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 more customization that you want the more difficult it's going to be the hero system is the, uh, the hero system and, and champions like that is the most complex therefore it's going to be the most difficult I'd say GURPS is less difficult, almost as complex, but less difficult. And Bessem has some complexity to it, but compared to the other two, not so much. I also understand that, like, let's just use GURPS, for example. GURPS and Bessem are very similar in, in a lot of regard. But if you look at how Bessem puts everything together, one, it is much more, um, well, expansive. It's more grand. And what I mean by that is, is it's it's set for the anime stuff. So everything's bigger, everything's brighter, everything's a little bit more cinematic. Where GURPS is a little more mechanics based, not nearly to the level yeah. of uh, of Champions or, or right, Hero right. System. But if you want, if you want a big, just cinematic, brightly col colored world, and and I'm saying that the vibrance in in terms of metaphor, not an actual color, um, then you'd want to use Bessem. Now, the reason I don't say uh, Savage Worlds at all is because Savage World goes the other route. That's one if you want a, uh, a more rules light type system. Just make it simple. Uh, you know, people pop in and, and you can make your world. I don't want to say you can make your world quicker because that's all on, on you, on, on how you do your world. But as far as making NPCs, making adventures, making PCs, so on and so forth, it's, it's, probably the, it's definitely the quickest one of all the ones you mentioned. I don't have a lot of experience with Savage Worlds. I know enough about it. I have, I have like the main book, and I know enough about it to be dangerous. But uh, uh, what does it say? Uh, 1.01 bring up for best and specific stories of the system just came out this year, so it's normal that there aren't a dozen books. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter yeah, for the there's, game. There's more books coming, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. like six more books coming. So, yeah, so yeah. That, that's fine. But yeah, Sharis, uh, if, 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 if I wanted to, to, go, uh, to, go, to go big, 
but but still be able to go in any direction I want. Bessem is probably better than 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 GURPS and champions. But mm-hmm. if if I wanted if I had an idea and I wanted the ability to zero in on that idea, whether it be the character or campaign to zero it in and lock it down exactly like it is in my head, champions or GURPS would be the way to go. The one one caveat I'd say to that is GURPS is, I don't want to call it grittier. GURPS is more methodical, scientific, whatever you want to say. It's going to be a little bit more realistic. Maybe that's the word I want to use. Okay, realistic. Where, 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 Where Bessem is vibrant, GURPS is a little more realistic. I, yeah, I, I, look, realistic and dramatic. Those yes. two different two different spectrums on here. Uh, yeah, but Bessem is is for cinematic drama, and 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 GURPS is for is for gritty realism. Okay. So right. if you're doing like a say like a horror genre, then you'd probably say in like GURPS or even Savage World. Yeah, I know Savage World has a couple. Horror of them. would go well for Bessem. I really don't. I, I it, it could work. You could do it. But I don't. I don't think it's the right system for you. If you're well, it depends on what type of horror you're doing. If you're doing Call of Cthulhu investigative horror, I would probably say I, I would tend to agree with you. I, I will say that you could do anything, but I tend to agree with you. Now, if you're going, pardon the phrase here, but it makes my point. If you're going tentacle porn horror, then Bessem would absolutely work for that. If you're going, uh, yeah, what's that? It, it'll yeah, it, it'll 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 do you just fine. If if you're going. For, Castlevania uh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It'd be great. But if if you're going for like 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 gritty, like gut wrenching horror, then probably Bessem's probably not the system you want to use. But he, but even Mark McKinnon said that well, the book doesn't focus on it. You could easily do a yes, slice yeah, of life. You can, but I think other systems can do it much better. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now now l- l- let's take this because one of the. Th- one of the things that Shadzar and I like to argue about is I'll tell you, you can use D&D for anything. You can use Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition for science fiction. What? Look, first of all, there is Gamma World. I don't care how many people liked it. I'm just telling you it existed. Yeah. Um, not everybody wants to change systems. Some people want to stay with what they know. And so, for example, let's just say Bessem is all you know. You could do your horror game in there. Yeah. But as Heathen Dog said, I mean, there are systems specifically made for that. So that, I would mm-hmm. end up doing it better. Yeah, I understand that. I, like I said, when you guys were using the uh, Robotech stuff, I was like, just use Palladium. <laughs> it's already designed for it. Well, the, the, pro- <laughs> the problem is, is they, they don't own the license anymore. Yeah. If you don't, if yeah. you don't have the books, just like yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Yeah. But I, I you mean, know. you know me, I love the TMNT games, but TMNT and Other Strangers has been out of print for sure. You 20. can say after the bomb, but yeah, but yeah, it's been almost 20 years, like 15 or so years. Yeah. Yeah. And I got, see, I got the original Robotech stuff. So, so do I. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so for, for us that have the book, that option, <laughs> that option for us, but for if you can't get that book anymore, unless you find it in a used bookstore or, or eBay you know, for $800. Yeah. Or for $800 really that's how much it's going for. Nonsense like that. I myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to include other other people besides you and and the select few that still have that book. So okay. that's probably the only Palladium product that I would jump on if I saw it avail- available at a truly reasonable price, like you know book value. I I would get the Robotech stuff like that. And I'm not even a huge Robotech fan, but it is one thing I kind of missed out on. Like oh, I'll get it someday in the future. Oh wait, no, I won't. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask something. I just lost it. Oh damn. Um, oh, this is a different section. I know you guys don't play Five E. Yep. But 
um, this is it's a general question. I found a five ebook that I bought before I got really into purchasing. Well, no, it's Stop. a world book, and it's actually a pretty good one. It's it's uh, based off Greek mythology. Okay. Um, so, what's your opinion of having a world book, but stopping your characters from players from owning it as well, so they don't get you know too much information? You can, you from can it. never do that. No, you 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 can never enforce that. You can't. Okay. Yeah that 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 is that is the downfall of of world books, campaign books, and module adventures. You will never be sure that the players don't have that information as well. Yeah. And, and the second you, you told me I couldn't go buy the book, I would do it just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wanted I wanted to be like a surprise if if I decide to run this. Because then I mean, don't then just don't tell them what setting it is like that, or just say, hey, you know, I'm I'm doing a Greek setting, or you know, give them just enough information, but don't let them know I'm doing this book. Plus, it gives you more freedom in order to. Uh, House rule or break it yeah, however you want. Meander, if you well, want. The, the thing is, is in the uh, most of the races are not allowed from the original PHB. Only humans are the only ones that are allowed in the world. Oh, you have heathen dog playing, huh? Yeah. Well, no, no, it's it's humans, uh, satyrs, centaurs, minotaurs. Only human lives matter. <laughs> minotaurs and uh, um, tritons, I think, what they're called. So fishmen. So those are the only races that are allowed in the system. What, the, no they, cyclops. They, no, no, no. Well, Cyclops are, I guess, villains. And then they got, like, named Hydras and even out there. So, I mean, really badass monsters. So, I think when he came down, yeah, I know the No Agency shirt. I saw that. And it was going to say thing earlier. I'm going to buy that damn shirt just to let you know. Um, Sweet. I got to wait for payday, though. Um, okay. But, yeah. So, I, I, that was my question about the world world. I wanted to make a world. I wanted to have the world to where it was a surprise and they can ex explore it. But I love the setting, and they, it made, they did a really good job of taking Greek mythology and rewriting it in a um, different format. I mean, if you spent the time, you could probably convert it down to second edition. But um, other than well, races, well, you'd again, have to play around with that. Any edition of pretty much any game can be used for anything. Anybody who tells you differently is it, well is is wrong. Now, is it the best for it? No. But if you've got a fifth edition book and you're playing in a fifth edition game. Uh, I mean, just go with it. Now, if you're going to try to convert that to second edition or, or some other game, or you want to convert that, you could technically convert that to Bessem. It's going to take you a minute, <laughs> but, you, but you could <laughs> definitely do it because you're going you're going from a skill based game or a class based game to a point based game. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, any, it, it, it'll get really weird. Yeah, but but to be fair, uh, the the uh, creator Mark Mark McKinnon last week said that he took fifth edition D and D broke everything down in, in into points to create his anime 5e which is coming out what the the third or fourth quarter of next year at the very latest so i posted this in the comments earlier the half-life half-orc one shirt mm -hmm. i had to explain to my wife what that oh you did not do that <laughs> yeah, I had to. did you tell her what the so yeah look <laughs> I don't. I like to do some things that are a little offensive, and you know, whatever, we'll do she it. Was, she was slightly disturbed about it. I was laughing my ass off, of course, but she was slightly disturbed. I love that. The other Even shirt I loved was the uh, Lich one. Oh, the Lich one's good. No, this was actually a, a dare from uh, one of my coworkers. I'm like, okay. All right, yeah, so I have nothing else, but I figured I'd either plug right. your merch here a little bit and uh, <laughs> pop those lot. two questions on you. All right, talk to hey, you later. Thanks, thanks for having take me. Care. Hey, oh, one second. Are we going to do Friday next week with Conan because it's uh, the holiday? Uh, well, I mean, uh, 
I'm not off off, but I'm off. <laughs> so maybe, probably. So we're gonna play um, by ear, okay? Yeah, well, I mean, people want to do Thanksgiving stuff, so I get that. So, oops, Apparently no problem. Move anything. Uh, so uh, just stay tuned. I would tell you off the cuff, probably. I, I'm gonna plug myself here. Uh, I do Legion of Myth two. For those of you that don't know, I'm doing Outer Worlds typically on Thursday. Uh, I will not be doing it since it's Thanksgiving. I got um, extended family coming, not mine, but my wife's, and I actually get along with these this group. So I don't want to ruin that. So, but the, how do you oh, get along with it? the last ones? Well, <laughs> she's the closest to my wife, and she she actually is you know read a lot of stuff like the Dragonlance and stuff like that. So I have some way of talking to her, and she understands the whole D and D stuff. Um, but so I won't be so I won't be streaming on uh, Thursday. Thursday, um, Tuesday is definitely I'll do in the Outer Limits, and I'm not sure what we're going to do on Wednesday if that's still going to go on or not. Wednesday, probably yes. All right. So there's my plug. <laughs> I All still right. love. I still love that, <laughs> that picture of that skirt right there. Oh, I do the I yeah. do the mini skirts just to mess with people. <laughs> All right. Apparently hey, you got a phone call. Yeah, it's Hit the bye. wife. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah, right. I, I literally do this stuff to mess with people. I I don't expect to sell any. mini skirt. I want to I want to see it up close. Pull it up. I'm I've clicked on. There we go. That's what I'd like. That. Look at that. Wait a minute. Why is it on the back? It's not supposed to be. (laughs) I didn't think it was. (laughs) That's wonderful. Honey, I got a purchase for you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, apparently it's on both sides. And that's a good model to put it on, too. So, you know. Yeah. Merry Christmas, honey. (laughs) Is she there? No, no, she's in the other room. <laughs> I did not know the hold on. I got to check one of the other ones out then. But I, I, I get a look, a dagger look. You're gonna get one? Oh, I, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's just a look. Looks can't kill, right? Well, uh, what am I looking for here again? Uh, uh, anything else? Is anybody? Uh, can you put out the link one more time? Well, uh, yeah, it's an it's another good one. I think I did. Like this. Do, 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 do. I don't think I did one of just the text ones. I can check that in a little bit. <clears throat> um, all 27. Should be a skirt. Because like I said, I need a skirt for everything because I was like, sure, why not? Oh, it does. <laughs> okay, oh, it's front back. <laughs> it that does do bad. front and back. That is that awesome. That is bad. That is bad. <laughs> that is bad. Oh, come on. You know you're going to buy one. No, I'm not going to buy that. You're going to buy it just to wear it yourself? No. Crafty has said you will now wear this for 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's good to note. They're front and back. Okay, I was not expecting that. But anyway, so yeah, um, just wanted to put it on the screen. I'm starting to cough. Uh, a bunch of our products. Yeah, some of them are jokey products, and I get it. Some people aren't going to want some of them. Heathen Dog wants me to fix up uh, the Palladium Stats one. I'll take a look at that one. Um, I mean, I do like this one. I'm actually going to turn this one into various different... Like, I'm going to have one for goblins, one for orcs, one for whatever. It's just I could find a quick Deep goblin picture. Yeah, I have to find a picture for those that I can actually use for commercial purposes. That's mm. the one thing. I can't draw. So like this, I, j- I just have a pack of uh, items that I can use, and I'm allowed to use them for commercial purposes. So, But, uh, yeah. 
But I mean, you know, you might not want that as a shirt, though. That's why I keep no, clicking on. You might on... want that as as a mug or a mouse pad. Yeah, and this annoys me too. I have very little control over how they Color. do. Yeah, how they do that. I'm pretty good at at making it work right, but they don't give you full control. So Spreadshirt the, overall, this is better than Spreadshirt, but there were some features. Oh, I, I was telling you earlier. There's a second one. I also can't put anything on front and back. I can only do front or back, except, except for shirts. Well, yeah, apparently he says, uh, well, yeah, but that's automatic. So, like, uh, uh, you know, if, if I want the Legion Myth logo in the front and then, like, our contact info in the back, like I did with the Spreadshirt shirts, I can't do that. That's the only other thing that annoyed me, but you know what? I'll get over that. But, oh, should I show them the tapestry you're getting? Yeah. Uh, you're getting the, are you getting the Legion Myth logo, or are you getting yeah. the... Uh, the Legion uh, okay. Myth logo for the back, yeah. For right here. Right, right now, I have a Navy sheet behind me to stop the <laughs> echo. But uh, they have a, a Legion Myth tapestry that uh, that I can get to replace this. I can find it. Or, or if it's too thin, because I don't know that it, it doesn't say the thickness. I, I know I can get it big enough, but if it's too thin, then it'll go with this. Right. I would probably do that anyway. Uh, canvas mounted print. Where does a tapestry? Uh, tapestry. Right there. There is. Boom. Look at that. And and you can and select sizes. sizes. I'm gonna get the large. The one the one hundred four by eighty eight. Boom. That's a hundred four inches by was this at eighty eight? By eighty eight inches. Yep. Yeah, by eighty eight inches. So that's plenty plenty big enough to cover this whole screen and stop all the echo and all the stuff. So. Shit, so I've actually fun. ordered a bunch of these books. Like I've got different book designs coming because I want to see how they look. So mm -hmm. when I get them, I'll show them off. But like, uh, I didn't do the ones that I created yesterday, so I'm not getting the Lich one, which, oh, I like that. That Lich one turned out really well as far as I'm concerned. I should have sized it perfectly to the book, though, and not worry about the rest of it. I didn't do that. So I'm not getting this one in, but this, look at that, I like that spiral bound. I, mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't have to keep showing off our products, but... Yeah. uh Okay, nobody else seemed to want to come in. You yeah, put out the link again, so I think uh, I think we're coming up uh, on. Let, let me Raven Ravenslayer's rage. Why does that have a? What happened to the rage icon? It's got like a finger in there or something. What is that finger gun rage? I don't know. What the hell is that? I didn't put a finger gun in the range. The range in the rage. Whatever. All right. Well, I want to apologize for the people that were watching uh, Bruce Lombardo's yesterday. We're expecting us to rage and go all crazy and so forth. It's just nothing to rant about right now. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to make oh, the something. Thinking rage emote. Okay, it's thinking rage. You know the the whole thinking emoji with the. Yeah, but how is that? How is that created? Because I, I created the rage icon. I know, but it it it, it <clears> could be general Twitch nonsense. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right, let's, uh, well, then we're not doing that. So we want to thank our monitor, Crafty. Holy crap, Crafty. And now I have to talk to, with Heathen Dog about, uh, about a, a video game or whatever. And, and that's right, I've already written down. Let me write it on this side too. So three books were given away, and I have to figure out how to do that this week. Like, it's supposed to be a holiday week for me, and you guys are making me work. But you know what? We got a hundred bucks for this episode. So thank you. I, I Crafty, yeah, Crafty, Crafty Rocks. Rock. Absolutely. There is no question. So uh, he's our new Zon. <laughs> yep. uh, so uh, thank you. So I want to thank our Twitch subscribers. 
If you have not subscribed on Twitch, you do get some things for doing that. You get access to our private Discord. Gotta be fair. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. We don't use it a lot, but that's because well, you guys don't use it a lot. Um, and no, that's not a complaint. But you know, if you guys use it more, we'll use it more. I, I do post some things in there before they go public, but that's really all that there is. But there is private chat. There's even private voice chat. No, saying it's there. Um, other than that, you get access to most. I'm not allowing it on my Conan game, but only because I want to learn it and play it first. But once that's done, then you'll have access to that as well. You get access to our games. Uh, Seven Days to Die. Uh, mm -hmm. Conan. What's the other one you're doing? Risk. Risk. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 that's right. Garthon's doing a, a Civilization. So yep, if you're... Yep. If you're, a, if you're a YouTube member, that's the paying member. If you're a Twitch subscriber or a Subscribestar backer, they all let us know. And uh, you get access to that stuff. And on the Twitch side, you get bonus points whenever we do a giveaway. Yeah. Shh, don't tell everybody else that. No, it's secret. It's secret. secret. It's only for you to know. I want to thank all of our YouTube member. That's right, I said all of our YouTube member because we have one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our super chats that we get. And our subscribe star backer. Almost everything's on Twitch. So every time I think, yeah, let's move away from Twitch. I can't do it because that's where everything is. I uh, want to thank our Streamlab donators and PayPal donators. Again, crafty, freaking awesome, man. Thank you very much. Uh, wanted to, I also want to thank our uh, Twitch followers, our YouTube subscribers, and our chatters and lurkers. Because you know what? Not everybody can afford in this COVID... Oh, I said the word. Oh, God. In... Dang it. We oh, almost no. went this whole thing without being demonetized. You know that? <laughs> No, we, we almost didn't. did it. No, we didn't. <laughs> I, I'm sure I said something earlier. But this during this coof era, as people like to call it, and you know it's holiday season and so forth. We get it. You know, not everybody can or is willing to pay. And and our content is mostly free. I mean, our streams are free. The YouTube stuff, the only thing that's behind a paywall is if you actually want to see this entire stream. But we put our segments out there. Uh, well, this week it'll just be segment one. But uh, you know, thank you, thank you for being here. You know, we appreciate that. Follow, follow is just as good. And lastly, we've got our charities and friends of the channel that, uh, you know what, if you've got uh, suggestions for friends of the channel, listen, it's not, it's not a channel that you like that has nothing to do with us. <laughs> like, I don't care about your Twitch thoughts, but if there's actually something that you think that would get along with Legion of Myth, like maybe I'll put Bruce Lombardo on there. Why don't I have DM Bloodworth? Oh, because he does everything on YouTube. Um, yeah, but anyway, you know, send us, send us the information on, on Discord. But you're like, but I don't know how to get to your Discord. Well, now you do. It's right there. That's where you want to talk to us. You want to talk to us at that Discord link. I mean, also, look, if you're if you're watching on Twitch, you scroll down a little bit, and there is a Discord link that you click on that, and it gives you access to Discord. Didn't we get the spam up here just a moment ago? Can we copy that? Uh, or if somebody types in Discord into Twitch chat, it should just pop up, and then I can copy and paste it into everybody chat, unless it's been done recently. Um, all you have to do is just type the word Discord. You don't even have to do exclamation point Discord, but that'll guarantee it. Um, anyway, uh, you can check out our website. Follow us on Parlor. That's right wing. Oh, shut up. You can follow us on Twitter. That's left wing. Shut up. You can uh, follow us on Twitch. We actually read our YouTube comments, so you can check that out. Uh, subscribe, Star, if we ever get you know somebody posts there. And of course, we've been showing off our Redbubble stuff quite a bit. Let me see if I can do it this way. I don't know if I can do. Way, but I'm gonna try do that since nobody's typing anything. Can I just do that work? Can I get it to work on both? Did not work on the YouTube. 
YouTube side. But there it is on the Twitch side, and I will copy and paste over the YouTube side. There you go. Now you can join our Discord. And, oh, well, never mind. There it is. If you do join our Discord, stay on for a couple minutes so I can give you a damn roll. <laughs> Some people pop yeah, in and pop out right away. Jump off, you're not locked in. You got to jump on. You got to stay on for like five minutes or something like that. I think it's 10. 10, 10, 10 or minutes. or if I see you, I just give you the roll. Yeah, yeah. That's to stop, you know, like the Russian bots from coming in again. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, we want to we want to hear from you. Uh, look, we got a couple of prolific posters on there, and uh, you know, it's interesting to hear what they have to say. Got some good discussions, some good debates. We got you know, public safe for work channels. We have uh, not safe for work channels. If you're into that sort of thing, anyway. Baldahar sexy anime is a fan favorite. Baldahar sexy anime. Where is Baldahar? How dare he abandon us? I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. Actually, you're gonna have to ban him for that. Yep, done. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, da, 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 what else? Do we have anything else, or is that it? That's it. That's it. Oh, I wanted to talk some more, but you know, I'm used to the. I'm getting used to these five-hour streams or whatever the craziness we've been doing recently. <laughs> All right. Well, Heathen Dog, since you're not going to be here this week, do you have any extra wonderful Thanksgiving words of wisdom for our our viewers? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, I want to say that, uh, I'm well, first subscribe, of, of course. Thank you. But, uh, it's your, your Thanksgiving. If, if you live in, in anywhere that uh, is under fresh lockdown, you're probably going to have your immediate family only. So, uh, just remember, don't overbuy. <laughs> you're good. You don't want to, you don't want to have food going bad. All right. You don't, don't do that. But, uh, you know, don't don't try and and break the break the rules and have like 20 people over. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, sure. It's free country. You do you. But you're also doing everybody else when you do that. You know, you're hurting everybody else. So don't do that. And. Uh, eat your turkey. Or or actually. As uh, as as I was shopping, I realized that the 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 turkey quote unquote industry was not ready for for intimate family Thanksgivings only. It's really hard to find a turkey under fifteen pounds. Hmm. It's almost it's almost unheard of. So if if you don't want to overbuy, I recommend either going ham or going chicken. That is four five person meal right there. Go for that instead. Culinary tips by Heathen Dog. Heathen Dog's food, Heathen Dogma. There you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, my words of wisdom are exactly opposite of what he had to say. I don't believe in the face strangler. You can go fuck yourself with that thing. If I want 80 people over at my house, I'm going to have 80 people over at my house and all you dumbass governors can go kiss my ass. Now, I'm actually not going to do that because I actually believe in science and information. I just, as soon as you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to give you the middle finger and go tell you to fuck yourself. Um, I think every person makes that choice. And if Heathen Dog, tell, when I knock on his door and he says, get the hell out of here, you're not wearing a mask, he, that's his house, that's his right, and he gets to do that. If, uh, you know, if I decide that I want to have a party in my place and uh, you don't, don't you dare come with your mask, that's my right to do it. When we all die, well, you know what? But what about the old people? The percentage are still per they're in their favor. I don't care. So other than that, I want everybody to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you're not American, just still be thankful about something. You're still breathing. There's a good reason to be thankful. 
So uh, there you go. See, now Heathen Dog and I, we have our opposites for today. We're there different. We didn't just walk in lockstep. <laughs> and, and with that, I really do. And Heathen Dog, I know I'll get to talk to you beforehand, but so I can say it on air. You have a happy Thanksgiving, sir, since you're not going to be here next week. And hopefully our replacement will be much better and you and I can fire you. Uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody. You guys have a wonderful day.